0: It is Monday, February 24th. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning in the news this morning. Police are looking for a man who attacked one person, tied up another, and then set a home on fire in Collingswood, New Jersey. Firefighters were called to the home in the 200 block of Crestmont Terrace shortly after 2.30 yesterday. Once the flames were extinguished, authorities say the firefighters found one victim suffering from injuries that were not caused by the fire. According to the Camden County Prosecutor's Office, a man broke in, attacked one victim, tied up the other while demanding money. He then set the house on fire before leaving. Both of the victims were taken to Cooper Medical Center. There's no word on their conditions. Isn't that
0: kind of a... Quiet area usually.
2: It's great. Is yeah. this Collingswood?
0: Yeah. Is that what you said?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, in Collingswood.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. So I just I went there last week for the first time, right? To go do an escape room with my, my family, and I was telling you guys how what what a a lovely, how lovely it community is.
4: I remember yeah. you clearly oh saying like, that. What a
2: delightful
0: downtown area! <laughs> you know, and then I saw it the it story feels this feels safe like, oh,
2: there, man. No, what happened?
0: <laughs> but listen, you know, if things happen yeah. anywhere.
2: According know. to the prosecutor's office, one of the victims described the suspect as a thin man with dark skin, short beard, and. dark dark hair. He was wearing a yellow winter hat and a yellow and black zip-up sweatshirt. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Camden County Prosecutor's Office or Collingswood Police Department. The memorial service for NBA All-Star Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter Gianna will be held today, Monday, February 24th. The celebration of life for Kobe and Gianna Bryant memorial service will take place at 1 p.m. The two were among nine people killed in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California on January 26th. Kobe and Gianna were were buried in a private ceremony in Corona Del Mar two weeks ago ago the memorial service will be held at the staples center in los angeles now authorities in los angeles are asking people who do not have a ticket for the memorial service to avoid the area of the staples center altogether fans were asked to register to purchase tickets and the proceeds will benefit the mamba and mambacita sports foundation but the memorial will not be shown on the large video screens outside of the arena or at the la live across the street we had talked about that we thought maybe they would do that but uh they're not doing that so. i don't think
3: that's going to dissuade people from showing up though <laughs> I, know, I think yeah. they're just going to want to be there
2: yeah completely so that's today at 1 o'clock. Police manned checkpoints around quarantine towns in Italy's north on Monday as authorities sought to contain cases of the coronavirus that made Italy the focal point of the outbreak in Europe and fears that it could cross the border. At least 187 people in Italy's north have tested positive for the virus and four people have died, including an 84-year-old man who died overnight. But officials still haven't pinpointed the origin of the contagion, which by Monday had spread to more than a half a dozen regions and prompted Austria to temporarily halt rail traffic across its border with Italy. Italy's neighbors, Slovenia and Croatia, which are popular destinations for Italian tourists and whose uh, own citizens often travel to Italy, were holding crisis meetings Monday, although neither reported any cases. Croatia announced it would monitor any travelers coming from Italy, including Croatian children returning from school trips. New outbreaks continue in South Korea. Their CDC announced that 70 additional cases have been confirmed, bringing the country's total to 833. There were at least 77,150 confirmed confirmed cases in mainland China, bringing the global total to more than 79,000 with the death toll at 2,620. In sports this morning... Ben Simmons had an MRI on his back yesterday after hurting it in a lopsided loss against the Bucks in Milwaukee on Saturday night. F- ben was emotional leaving the x-ray room. There is some level of concern surrounding a possible break injury that might lead to surgery. The Sixers are back home tonight and they'll face the Atlanta Hawks tip-off in South Philly is set for 7 o'clock. The Flyers continue to move up in the playoff standings in the Metro Division after a 4-2 win over the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday afternoon. The Flyers are only three points behind the Pittsburgh Penguins for second place in the division and five behind the Washington Capitals. For first, the fires are off until tomorrow night when they'll host the San Jose Sharks. And another hockey news when both of the Carolina Hurricanes goaltenders left the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs with injuries, 42 year old Dave Ayers came in as the emergency backup goaltender. He stopped 8 of 10 shots and get credit, got credit for the 6-3 win. Ayers allowed goals on the first two shots he faced before stopping the final eight in succession. Ayers is a Zamboni driver, and arena maintenance worker for the Maple Leafs AHL affiliate, appeared uh, at Maple Leafs practices and skills sessions this season. As the emergency goalie, he was available to either team if needed. After he was named the number one star, the crowd in Toronto gave him a loud ovation. And that's what I have for you this morning. That-
0: that is the greatest story. Really is cool. cool. I, I absolutely love that.
2: Hey, welcome uh,
0: back from the weekend. Here we are on a Monday morning, and uh, Mondays, be it as they may, kind of suck usually, but we got a lot of good stuff, I think, that's going to kind of pep you up a little bit. Uh, we have a new word of the week prize, by the way. We're giving away a mini vacation. It's a three-day drive and stay at Smuggler's Notch in Vermont. I love mini vacations. Don't you love those? Yes. Yeah, we just had a little mini vacation uh, not that long ago, a few days. Um, but uh, and I also places that are named like Smuggler's Notch, yes. and Gobbler's Knob, and Balloon Not Balloon.
5: Stop it! <laughs> I don't think that's one. Okay, but but uh, this sounds like a, it.
0: This sounds unique.
5: I mean, I don't know. I've never seen Balloon Knot on the map. You're just assuming that there's nothing...
0: I shouldn't assume. ...named Balloon Knot, but there may be. You never know. Hey, we have Blue Ball. uh, So we're giving that away. (laughs) Uh, We also have a uh, concert announcement today. We're going to get to that in music news. We have uh, free music uh, Monday as well. We also have, speaking of the Flyers, notching up a little bit closer to the top in the rankings... Uh, a sorority night tomorrow night at the Flyers game. How much are you looking forward to this? This is so cool. Very much looking forward to it because I want to I want to be in this new section that they're going to put us in that uh, Nick has checked out and said is awesome. So I tell you what, we can take callers 15, 16, and 17 Ooh, right nice. now. Ladies only, ladies only, and your guest has to be female, uh, to join us at the Flyers game tomorrow night. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Uh, and uh, we'll hang out together, just us girls going to the hockey game. I love
3: having a sorority. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. It's, I awesome. do too.
0: It's the best thing ever. It's one of the, my favorite things of being a part <laughs> of the press. Yes. is that we have a sorority. <laughs> you too,
3: sisters. At, if you're a guy, you should start your own sorority. It's really fulfilling.
0: At uh, my band played a gig at JT Brewski yeah, Saturday yeah. night. Some of our sisters <laughs> were there, wearing their pins. Really? Steve. Oh, I that's, swear awesome. God, that's awesome! It was I going to awesome. wear my pin tomorrow night. Uh, so we'll take those callers now. We'll do some more giveaway today and then maybe a handful just a a last couple uh tomorrow to get ready for that so we're excited for that whole thing uh it's in an area called the assembly room uh in the building so we're looking forward to checking that out uh, so we have that, and I know we have a stack of other things that we can give away through the course of today's program. We also have director Gavin O'Connor on the program. Now he is the man behind the film The Wayback, which is this Ben Affleck film. Looks very inspirational.
3: Well, it sort of uh, dovetails with Ben Affleck's own issues. He's been very honest and candid lately about his alcoholism, and he plays a, a an alcoholic in this. It has it has. All the feel of, I think it looks like Hoosiers meets Miracle, which he also directed. Yeah, 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 Gavin Uh, did Miracle. Yeah, it's somebody back from the edge. and, 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 you know, when you put this against a sports backdrop, It always gets you.
0: And has Gavin been here before? He has. And what was he promoting? Uh, I believe it was The Accountant, right? That's it. Another Ben Affleck movie. I love that movie. uh, It's a great movie. And and the word is they're working on a second one. I hope so. All right, so uh, he'll be stopping by this morning, and uh, we're just going to have a good time. I guarantee you that. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. I have uh, a whole big stack of entertainment stories I want to run by you, as well as a stupid question to do some giveaways. So stay close. We're going to have a good time this Monday morning.
6: Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places.
7: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
0: Green Day, holiday, 93-3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Marissa had a dream that Billy Joe and she were married. Oh, wow. wow yes. yes, I know. Congratulations to so those two kids. Uh, she was just telling me about it. That, you had dreams? Everybody Jean- had dreams. Gene Simmons was in the dream. There were a few. <laughs> Who wants chicken? <laughs> oh, William H. Macy was. Oh, it was just oh really, my God. I know, I know. It was, it was really wild. Of, what kind of
3: gangbang is that? <laughs>
0: I don't know. But nonetheless, hopefully you had sweet dreams last night, 6.31 a.m. as we get our Monday morning started. I finally remember
8: what my dream was. What? Uh, We were going to the Cardboard Classic, but we went to the wrong ski mountain. Okay. And we were all there just waiting. And then they were like, no, it's at Jack Frost. And then nobody could figure out the app to use to find the directions from where we were. I knew, and it was in that dream that I was like, "I don't know why I can't figure this out. I, I must be dreaming right now." I'm like, "No, this is real."
0: Oh, okay. okay, okay, thank you. Wow, there was Finally something, remembered. something in the water this week. There must I be. Had, had a weird dream last night. All right, well, we'll get to all that.
9: Preston and Steve on ninety-three-three WMMR.
0: All right, so the Stupid Question prize. Uh, today we have a pair of tickets to see the band Dinosaur pile up. They're going to be playing The Foundry uh, April 21st, and tickets are on sale now at LiveNation.com. Let's see if you know the answer to this question. I'm going to continue with a Black History Month uh, question. So I did not know this. What famous rapper wrote the I'm Loving It jingle for McDonald's but doesn't own any publishing rights? Oh. 215 wmmr And I will freely admit I'm not familiar with this artist. But what famous rapper... Wrote the I'm Loving It jingle for McDonald's but doesn't own any publishing rights. Call now if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. Today is Monday, February 24th. And speaking of famous rappers, son of a very famous rapper, O'Shea Jackson yes. Jr., who is the son of Ice Cube Celebrates his birthday today. He was here in our studio. What a great guy. He was a super nice guy. Super and, nerd, too. He and I did a trivia contest yeah. about Game of Thrones. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he just barely beat me. <laughs> That's right. Um, He's good. Oh, I wanted to kick his ass. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a huge Game of Thrones fan. Mm. Uh, and you know what? I've still not seen Straight Out of Compton. Everybody keeps telling me what a great movie that it is. It is really good. Yeah, I yeah Even if that. you're not even remotely uh,
3: a fan of uh,
0: that particular music, the story is very compelling. And O'Shea is in that. He is yeah. uh, 29 today. He was also in Godzilla: King of the Monsters. That's what he was by. Yeah, he was.
8: Yeah, and the then Long the Shot, which I enjoyed
0: him in. Long Shot. So
8: that's the one with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron, where oh, yeah. she is a potential uh, candidate for president, and he becomes her speechwriter. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Dominic uh, Chianese. Chianese, I guess how you say his like yeah. Uncle Junior. Uncle oh. Junior. Yeah, from uh, Soprano. He's a uh, classically
3: trained opera singer. Is
5: he yeah,
0: really? Yeah, he's got an
3: incredible I, voice. I think that guy was born old.
0: Yeah. He you know, just has that look about him. Yeah. He's uh, 89, by the way, today, so happy birthday to Dominic. Also celebrating a birthday today is Billy Zane. Ah. Titanic. Uh, he was in, uh, what is this? Oh, yes, thank you. Tombstone. I liked him in
4: Tombstone it, as
0: a best Oh, In Tombstone, he's great, yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, Zoolander. And then he's, I see him, he's in a, um, coming attraction for a movie coming up. And they have him pressed in with his, so I guess he's fully bald naturally
10: now.
4: Yeah.
3: And his hair is going in on the side. And he looks, he looks like an old guy, but they have him playing sort
0: of against type. I was, uh, over the weekend, I started watching, per one of your guys' suggestions, uh, the Movies That Made Us oh, uh, series. So good. And so the first one up is Dirty Dancing, and I'm watching that. And what I did not know is that Billy Zane was, he was the contender for Johnny. It was Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he... Almost nudged Patrick Swayze out, and he would have been Johnny Cage, or not Johnny Cage. That was from uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat,
4: right? Yeah. yeah. Johnny, uh, what was uh, his name? Castle. Johnny Castle. <laughs> Johnny. Yeah, when she, yeah, <laughs> when she <laughs> comes her. up to do
11: the to do the <laughs> limp, he, he rips her throat out
0: <laughs> and shoves it up her butt. <laughs> I love
3: What's, uh, what, what is all that? God damn it! Where are my dumb effects?
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
4: There we go. Johnny Cage. (laughs) 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 Johnny
0: Dancing! All right, well, Billy Zane would have been. He would have made a good Johnny Cage, too. I think so. uh, But uh, Johnny Castle, (laughs) yeah. Uh, He is 54 today. (laughs) Paula Zahn, former CNN anchor, is 64 years old. One of the X Men? uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with a name like that, Zahn. uh edward james almost great actor Uh, miami vice stand and deliver i when it's on i'll watch it solid movie such a great movie uh
3: again you know the series that sort of looms that you you will watch eventually the Battlestar
0: galactica reboot yeah i've had very excellent credible sources tell me how amazing that is that it's not just really it's fantastic. Like fantastic, yeah. yeah. Peabody Award winning show. Uh, so he is 73 today. Barry Bostwick, the actor, going all the way back to Brad from uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, Spin City and others. He is 75 today. He was
3: in a movie that is so 80s cheesy that Hal Needham directed Preston. Do you remember a movie called Megaforce? I remember that title, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the, the what the movie was about. They but. all wore like spandex body suits and they had motorcycles that flew and just, they were this elite group of apparently
0: gay... Uh, oh, here you go. Here's a picture of... Oh, uh, wow. For, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a silver out. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> uh, right. too much silver. But it was a horribly wonderful movie. Very Bostwick. All right, uh, Deborah Jo Rupp, who was the mom on that 70s show... Oh. Yeah, I she's, love her. She's adorable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was also in Friends, and um, she's out of your league. She was the mom in that one. I'd
8: like to know what she actually looks like because in that seventy show, she's um,
0: 70s, you know, like, 70s up, 70s yeah. up, and right. stuff. Uh, we're looking at pictures of her. She she looks okay. You know, She's cute. The same, Except but that cute voice, but a little bit different. Yeah, she's sixty nine today. I saved the best birthday for last, really? ladies and gentlemen. Today is the seventy third birthday. Of Rupert Holmes.
4: If you like
0: the man oh who God. brought wow. us this song. Oh, this
2: is amazing! Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait.
0: Workforce block today at noon with Pierre.
3: (laughs) That was one of the funniest moments because Pierre, who espouses love of music and love of everything, and it doesn't matter what you're into, it's all beautiful. (laughs) But he hates this song.
7: He hates it.
0: I love it for what it is. It's It's a cheesy song. It's a cheesy song, and it's fun to sing along to. And when uh, Guardians of the Galaxy brought it back, too, I thought that was pretty awesome.
3: What was his second hit? He did have a second hit.
0: I'm sure he did.
5: It's called Him. Him.
0: Him. How does that go? Oh, man. I I know that song. Um, But you know what? Because one of the days that we started talking about Rupert Holmes, because believe it or not, we have done it a few times. Yeah. Somebody pulled up the song, and I listened to it. I'm like, son of a bitch. A, I never knew the title of that song was him. Yeah. Uh, and B, I forgot that it was he that uh, that did that. But anyhow, we'll have to see if, we, see if you can track that, that that song down, Marissa. That masterpiece. Now I'm <laughs> I'm intrigued as to how that went. Uh, so, Rupert Holmes. 73. 73. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. What famous rapper wrote the I'm Loving It jingle for McDonald's but doesn't own any of the publishing rights? 215 two six three WMMR is the number. We are going to Lydia for the answer. Hello, Lydia.
9: Good morning.
0: Uh Lydia, so do you know who wrote the I'm loving it jingle?
9: Push a T. Push a T Push tea. a T. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hang on a second, Lydia. And I did not follow up on the story as to why he doesn't own any of the publishing rights to that. Yeah, how did that get through his fingers? That's a good question. But uh, push a T is the correct answer. And for Lydia, we are going to give you a pair of tickets to see the band Dinosaur. Pile up at the Foundry on April 21st. And tickets are on sale now. At LiveNation.com.
2: That was like uh I'm loving it was like a thing in our family. You, people <laughs> would just end a sentence with it. Like it just was so catchy that really? Yeah, you'd be talking about anything. They'd be like ba i am loving it. it.
3: Mm-hmm. Of yeah. course. Have you on another side, no, Preston. Have you watched any of McMillions yet on HBO? No. And Oh my God. It's, good. it's a series. <laughs> so right?
0: good. It's a series. Okay. When it's uh when it's all wrapped up, yeah. maybe I'll binge it or something. Oh like my that. god. It's a documentary, but it is great. So.
8: And by the way, because uh, I I'm all. I was all caught up. There were three episodes. When is it? When does it air? What day uh, does it air? You
3: know, I, I just. I have a DVR, so I just wait okay. for the new one. I'm not exactly sure when new episodes air, but it is incredibly engrossing. All right, here's that follow-up hit from Rupert Holmes. Right. This
0: is him. <laughs> Okay, there you go. Nope. Everybody happy? <laughs> we, we are done. Right. At the box office this weekend, uh, number one was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Just barely beat out Call of the Wild. Uh, 26 million versus 24 million. Uh, third was Birds of Prey. To give you an idea of where that fell, 7 million. So uh, things slowed down quite a bit after that. Then you have Brom's Boy 2, <laughs> followed by Bad Boys for Life, 1917 Fantasy Island, Parasite is number eight. Then you have Jumanji next level, and The Photograph wraps up the top ten.
8: Steve, do you think that they uh, cgi the dog in Call of the Wild because of all of the, like, dangerous things he does in the movie? Because if you recall, there was, like, a whole bunch of backlash when they had that uh, Dog's Purpose movie. Yes.
3: I, I, listen, there's a movie, again, that I sing the praises of on Disney Plus called Togo, which is amazing. It's wonderful. And they use a real dog throughout a lot of it, but when there's something that's dangerous, they have a CGI dog. And Nick, you saw Call of the Wild. Yeah. You
5: recommend it. I went in with uh, low expectations, yeah. and I walked out really happy. I thought it was really well done. The uh, Initially, the dog is a little distracting, the animated CGI dog, um, and then... All of the animals in the movie are CGI and, and then takes place in Alaska. So they could have shot some stuff at uh, the Yukon. They could have shot some stuff with with actual animals, and they chose mm-hmm. not to. Uh, but once you get past that, it's really well done. And Harrison Ford is great. Okay. He's really Excellent. he's fantastic in it.
0: All right. Well, here are the stories I got for you. It appears jurors in the trial against Harvey Weinstein are deadlocked, gang. What? Yep. They indicate that they are deadlocked on the two most serious counts, and the judge told them that the verdict must be unanimous. Wow. Uh, the 67-year-old is facing five criminal charges of assault and rape. I'm as,
3: shocked. And, well, as you well know, Preston,
0: having been on a jury uh, any of these cases,
3: we are not privy to everything. Mm-hmm. So they're seeing things, and they're charged with a set of rules they have to abide by, and so there can be sticking points. Oh yeah, and and it's, it's where you're you're talking about potentially sending a guy who we all pretty much believe is a, is a raging scumbag away. They still have to follow the instruction of the court.
0: On that last civil case I was on, I told you guys, you know, we got all the, all the, the uh, everything had been presented yeah. this time. All the evidence was in, and we went in to, do, to go deliberate, and I'm like, this will be done in five minutes. <laughs> oh my I'm, God. I'm home by one. <laughs> and uh, there were three people who didn't, hey. and I was like, you mean to tell I was me dumbfounded. Tell I'm like, Are, were we in the same room? Are you kidding me? Everybody's got their own opinion. Wow. Yes. You know, and, That's how the uh, system works. Yeah. New York Supreme Court Judge James Burke told the jury that if they can't reach a unanimous decision, then it can't return a verdict on the two counts of predatory sexual assault.
3: If he's found not guilty, how much you want to bet he gets up on that walker and does like a pummel horse? <laughs>
4: <thing>. <laughs> right? right, right swing swinging his legs around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the...
8: It'll be like Tiny Tim at the end of Scrooge. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mary Lou Ray. Uh, the max
0: sentences life in prison. The judge asked the jury to continue deliberations on Monday. He said he addressed the court and said it is not uncommon for a jury to believe that they will never reach a unanimous verdict. But on further deliberation, they are often able to reach a unanimous verdict, which is what happened in my case. We sat down and talked about it and everybody came around. Uh, the jury began uh, deliberations on Tuesday. Weinstein's defense team said that they would accept a partial verdict. But prosecutors refuse. Uh, the way the charges are structured, Weinstein cannot be found guilty of more than two of the charges. First degree rape and, and uh, criminal sex acts charges are each punishable by five to 25 years in prison. Prison, The third degree rape charge, is punishable by up to four years. So,
3: correct the me if I'm wrong, but in the case of a partial verdict, they would just have to say
0: weed the guilty, find, and then they leave. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, how about, let's see. Sorry. Yeah. You know what I need, Kathy?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd, so, I, you know, my, my band played over the weekend. Yes. And I'm not normally the type of guy that uses but I need some moisturizer because oh. my hands wow. are oh, wow. really dry and I can't like, I'm, I'm like fumbling with papers and I, I'm like... Do you get have any to
2: move? Okay, so I do have some in the office. However, I think our friend Nick usually has some with him. Is so he our
5: moisturizer? Our moisturizer. Oh, got
0: plenty for you. There we go. <laughs> I got uh, <laughs> body lotion, white tea aloe there, right. Preston. Thank you very much. Personal fave? As I go through the next story, I will be moisturizing <laughs> at Listen, the same time. We need you lued up if you're yep. giving us entertainment news. So Hillary Duff uh, hit up her Instagram after a photographer, a photographer. Approached her and her children and started taking pictures of them without her permission. Her kids were playing football with several other kids at the time. Uh, The 32 year old recorded her exchange with him on Instagram uh, saying, Paparazzi shooting kids, go practice your photography on adults. Creep. Laws need to change. This is stalking minors. It's disgusting. So the cell phone footage shows Duff approaching the photographer and asking him if he knew anyone playing. When he admitted that he didn't, she asked him to stop taking pictures, and he replied, it's legal. And she said, I'm asking you human to human, as a mother, if if you don't know anyone here, would you please stop taking pictures of our children playing football? And he continued saying that he was pra- practicing his photography uh-huh. and that Duff's anger was unwarranted. Uh, he then told uh, Hillary that uh, she was... Uh, she was herself making the situation creepy, and then put his hand over her cell phone camera lens. So I don't know what the story was behind this guy. So he, technically, he's right, but she's
3: also so you can just got take a point-
2: pictures of kids. Yeah, yeah, well, they're out at a public place. place. They're in a public park. There was a local story. There, it was a Starbucks along Germantown Pike in East Norton, and there was um, a guy there taking pictures of kids sitting at Starbucks, and I, I don't think anything ever came of it. I followed the story for a little bit. I think he was just a photographer taking pictures, but, like, the parents were not happy at <sighs> yeah, all. Yeah,
3: and they have a right to also be con- concerned, so it's uh, it's a- an interesting deal here. But legally, he, he can do it. What do you we think should- of this tactic, though? I think it's slimy. No, I mean her tactic. Of going
5: up and throwing him up on Instagram? Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, I understand it. I I certainly understand her frustration and her anger, but she also is just bringing attention to this particular guy, so maybe he'll be emboldened by it. I don't know. That's the court of social media here, so. Right, um, right.
8: And so she doesn't know really what his intentions are, and he could be honestly telling the truth, and if he is telling the truth, then, like, uh, I her um,
3: tactic, is
0: tactic is
8: aggressive
3: it, as well. Yeah. I, I, I
0: don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marissa, do we have that clip of uh, Drew Carey that uh, Steve sent over? Because uh, you know we we talked about this stor- horrible story last week. His ex. Beyonce, I think. Pitched off a balcony yeah. by a, a lunatic uh,
3: ex... Well, a boyfriend she was trying to keep away from her. Had a restraining order yeah, out against yeah. him.
0: The restraining order expired. He tracked her down and uh, and murdered her. Threw and... off the third-story balcony. Yeah, so he, uh, on his uh, radio show, was, was talking about... Um, you know, uh, the whole thing, and and clearly he's he's emotional and upset. And- I
3: didn't know he he does sort of a music appreciation show. I, I guess on Sirius. Yeah, and um and uh, so they pre-record them, Preston. So in the first one, he 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 comes on early to let people know he he came in to record an uh, uh, an addendum, I guess, uh, or a preface to the uh, to the broadcast to let people know. Uh, that you know, uh, he,
0: he does have the information. So he explains it. Amy Harwick yeah. Yeah, what's her name, by the way. Here we go.
10: I just want to let you know that um, I record this show in advance. It's a really good show. But I just want you to know that I've had a my ex-fiancee, Amy, who I love very much, um, was murdered the day after I recorded this. So I didn't want people to hear this and hear me being happy. For the soul set, and think that I didn't know it happened or something, and uh just want to let you know that it sucks and i'm I'm gonna dedicate a special set to her at the end of the show Wow,
3: yeah. hey, he's blown out Bye. i I wonder it sounds like um you know they obviously still had strong feelings for each other. So uh, I, I wonder why they split, but I mean, that's it's one yeah. under the bridge now, I mean, but you
0: can, you can end a relationship, yeah. but still love that person, you know, yeah. as a human being.
7: And, Very
3: much uh, true. So, yeah. uh, and then later on, he um, he breaks down even more and, and uh, questions whether or not it's right for him to try to entertain people when he feels mm-hmm. this way. Okay.
10: All these songs were so important to us and I want to play them for you um, so you can hear how much we loved each other through these songs. And, uh, you know, if you didn't know, she was murdered on Valentine's night by an ex-boyfriend that had been stalking her for about 10 years. And she was uh, deathly afraid of and even afraid of him when we were in the relationship. And uh, he finally got her and killed her.
0: Wow. 10 years this guy had been terrorizing her. Wow. That's horrible. Horrible. I feel just terrible for him. All right, moving on. How about some first world problems? Yes, we need that. George Clooney and Amal Clooney are underwater in their English mansion. Oh, no. The couple's $13 million Berkshire, England estate suffered major flood damage after Storm Dennis <sighs> struck the region. They were left with no other option than to retreat to their Italian villa. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Their their family is totally fine. Yes, Steve, they had to... Uh, <laughs> They had to head elsewhere. It's unbelievable. photos You, you couldn't even use the catapult at the estate, Preston. Photos show that the land... It was underwater. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's there for entertainment that's purposes. It's, 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 yeah. it's supposed to make you feel good. Photos show that the land surrounded the 17th century estate, including the basketball court, is almost <laughs> completely submerged in water. I mean, listen... I have a little sympathy for them, Steve. They had to wait
8: an entire hour for their private jet to get gassed up in order for them to leave to go to their brother. I'll do you one yeah, more. Yeah.
3: Their fox for the fox hunt drowned. <laughs> no! Uh,
0: yeah. uh, the actor and his wife purchased that mansion in 2014 after their wedding. Now, their home sits on a four-acre island in the middle of the River Thames. Uh, the couple also has residences in Los Angeles in New York City, and they famously have a villa in Lake Como, Italy, as <laughs> Steve had said. Um Dennis, the storm was classified as a weather bomb and hit parts of England, Wales, and Scotland, bringing chaos and massive flooding to the region. Uh, Well, I'm sure you're excited about this. HBO Max announced on Friday that Friends, a Friends reunion special, is coming to the streaming service when it launches in May. I so, saw
2: somebody uh, put something out on Instagram and there was like three million likes. They on all it.
0: did. All,
5: all oh, the all cast did? members. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was the same photo of them uh, in a car and Ross was hanging on the side of it. So uh, the, one, the first one that I saw was Jennifer Aniston and she tagged everybody else on the show
0: and then they all posted the same photo. Yeah,
5: it was like
2: very quickly they got all these likes on it. Everybody,
0: Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matthew Perry, David Schwimmer, and Matt LeBlanc will be there for you. Uh, Aniston, Kudrow, Perry, Schwimmer, and LeBlanc will also executive produce the program, along with director Ben Winston and original Friends executive producers Marta Kaufman, David Crane, and Kevin Bright.
3: So if they come in on this, I think, Correctly And, uh, you know, limited series, limited series, uh, uh, you know, really spend some time with, the, the, you know, the further along in life. And uh, and just remember the well, core magic that made it work. It's not going to be that.
0: Uh oh, so, so they're going to hit the original soundstage 24 for an unscripted conversation. Oh. Uh, oh, uh, so that's man. what it is? On, oh, on the man. Warner Brothers studio lot. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand. What? So the all 236 episodes of the beloved series will also be available on HBO Max along with the untitled special at launch. So
3: that's why they're doing it.
0: Yeah. It's a yeah. It's it's not to get together. It's a get together. From what From what I'm reading here. Uh, so since the uh, the streaming wars began, Friends has proven to be one of TV's most coveted properties. Uh, Netflix Netflix play, paid an estimated eighty million to a hundred million dollars to ex- <laughs> God to extend its licensing agreement for the show uh, through twenty nineteen before ultimately losing the rights to HBO Max in July. Now that the uh, staple has officially disappeared from Netflix, fans can tide themselves over until May by catching reruns on TBS. Among the other content coming to the fourteen ninety nine month a month HBO Max are Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Pretty Little Liars, upcoming DC entertainment series, romantic comedies to be produced by Reese Witherspoon, and movies from power producer Greg Berlanti. Uh, so, yeah, it seems like this is just going to be a special that they're going to be doing.
5: All right. Steve, you remember that special two or three years ago for James Burroughs uh, on NBC? Yeah. And, yeah, uh, the big tribute. S- they, they sort of framed that as a bit of a friends reunion, too. They had Will and Grace. They had Cheers cast members. Right, right, right. It was uh, good. It was all right. Yeah. But they've done this type of thing before. They've done the panel discussion of what a great show it was, and we're all still actually friends, and blah, blah, blah. Like, if you're going to do a reunion, you might as well actually do a reunion. This is probably the only way they could have get, get them to all to agree to do it. I yeah. suppose. Yeah. And they're going to make a, a ton of money on um, HBO Max.
0: Um, here's a story I didn't get a chance to get to on on Friday, unfortunately, but I wanted to follow up on this. A, a, and you probably saw this if you were perusing Facebook over the weekend or last week. A bullied boy uh, filmed saying that he wanted to die has now enjoyed the best day of his life thanks to the generosity of strangers. Nine-year-old Qua- uh, Quaden Bales, who has dwarfism was the target of bullying, and heartbreaking footage of him was widely shared online after his mom had posted on Facebook. And since then, he's been inundated with messages of support, including ones from uh, Hugh Jackman, fellow Australian. That's pretty cool. And uh, actor Warwick Davis. And a GoFundMe was set up by our buddy Brad Williams, uh, the comedian with dwarfism. Uh, And they they want to get him to Disneyland. They raised more than three hundred thousand dollars. It's probably more than that by now. Oh, but way more. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Mm. Nick just pulled up uh, a picture of him. I guess his uh, like an all star uh, rugby team in Australia has taken him out, and and, you know he's now he's now getting his deal. He had been apparently
3: highlighted on on a news show in Australia. Earlier, because he was bullied, and the bullying just didn't stop. So the mother was at the end of a rope and posted okay. this video. And it's heartbreaking. Uh, it, yeah. it is. And then there was this thing that came. And you'd see it pop up about a day and a half later that he's he's actually 20, and he's uh, yeah.
8: So I sorry. So that's a lie, right?
3: Yeah. I, all everything that I've seen has said no. He is he's a, he's actually he's what a he's kid. claiming to be. He's a kid.
0: Yeah, I, I would think they've they've looked into it. Yeah, yeah, right, now, right? <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, so here's the clip of him.
9: I'm going to die right now. So I've just picked the, my son right? up from school, Where's witnessed right? a bullying episode, rang the principal, and I want people to know this is the effect that Give bullying right. has.
4: I'm going to kill myself.
9: Because all it takes is for one more instant, and you wonder why kids are killing themselves.
8: Give me a right now. I'm freaking stab myself with the
0: heart. I just want to die right now. Horrible, yeah. horrible,
5: horrible, horrible. Mm. Some people are, horrible. are texting in that this there's legitimacy to it being
3: a hoax. I, I can't believe that that would still be the case. So I, if I, I, I checked a couple of sites that <laughs> I, I don't know. You listen. Well, everything... Here's an
5: article from yesterday from the New York Post, um, and so take that for what it's worth. But it says that he's a nine year old boy with dwarfism.
3: Yeah, mm. and, and more the, the stories because I checked, I checked checking sites and I checked a few others because once it came out, I'm like, no, really. And uh, everything seems to ca- indicate that he is a nine year old. One of the things uh, that they're they're pointing to is there's a picture of him standing next to an eighteen, but apparently he was at a friend's party who had just turned a- eighteen. a friend And that's of the family. probably
0: why people are thinking that uh, maybe he was it's at his 18th hope, so. party. Yeah, uh, listen, people are people are quick to jump on,
3: and I understand that because people are you're going to be cynical on these things now, you know, because a lot of these GoFundMe things are set up and prey upon people. But what it seemed at least. The preponderance of information suggests he is what he claims to be—a nine-year-old boy who's just being bullied. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't know this
0: part about the. We uh, should stay out
3: of these things. Our track yeah, record's is not right. good, press.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, now, now this this bothers me yeah, yeah. because uh, people are quick to say, "No, it's a joke, it's a scam, it's yeah. a blah blah blah," and I'm like you know, I, I hate. He let it breathe a little that. bit, yeah, and then and see, but at a
3: certain point, I, it seems to be he is a nine-year-old. Dude, I mean, why? How how can we
0: not figure this out? Like. Immediately. Immediately. immediately, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Here's a birth certificate, <laughs> right? Here are the people. Here are all the friends <laughs> yeah, and yeah. family. Uh-huh. But, it, but now, as as when when something gets out there and mm-hmm. people run with it, even it's if it's BS, if it's a bunch of crap, right? You're still going to have people that are they're in this this corner that don't hear the other parts of it, right? And they just believe it and spread it. You know what I mean? Well, there's also people who also have it.
3: There's there's an impetus to be the first one. It's it's a three level chess because people want now want to dismiss it and jump on in and there's all different factions at work here. But I, again, from what I've checked and from what I spent a lot of time kind of looking into this, you're good at that stuff. He,
0: he's a nine year old. It appears to be yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, people are, but then again, remember, of... I
3: thought Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow would get back together. So, <laughs> so what do I know? Hey, we're
0: still holding out?
4: I
3: home, was just
0: holding yeah. out for love. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, uh, thought I'd mention that. Yeah. From, yeah. No, uh,
3: it's, it's, and Wolverine would never do anything
0: wrong. All right. Now into some, <laughs> now into some serious news. Uh, Jake Paul came for Zion Malik on Twitter, and his supermodel girlfriend, Gigi Hadid, isn't having it. No, oh, she would not no. have
3: it. She's <laughs> sticking up for her
0: man. We're going to the hard, heavy stuff. So, now. Jake,
3: pa- Jake Paul uh, is now <laughs> making money or making additional money by boxing other sub-level celebrities. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He's resorted to that? Well, he actually, believe it or not, he, I shouldn't say sub-level. He's actually very
0: wealthy from his yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his
3: endeavors. But.
0: Yeah, he does. He's a, he's a boxer now. Is he okay. going to box the fake nine year old? I guess Because he's a viral. That'd be a cool match. All right, so yeah, I'm
1: David Sullivan. I want to talk about a new boxing match.
0: Uh, the YouTuber hit up Twitter when uh, Malik reportedly ignored him. All right, let me let me rewind and okay. tell you again. All right, how does this? How, do we, how Paul, do we degenerate into a boxing match? Jake Paul came from for Zion Malik on Twitter. All right, is that how you say the name Zion Malik? Zion, yeah, Zay, 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 whatever. whatever. Zion. Yeah. Yeah, he's
3: Malik. from uh, what? One Direction.
0: And his supermodel girlfriend Gigi Hadid isn't having it. So the YouTuber hit up Twitter when uh, Malik reportedly ignored him. Uh, writing, uh, almost had to clap up Zane from one direction (laughs) because he is a little guy and has an attitude and basically told me to F off for no reason when I was being nice to him. Now, when she saw those comments, uh, Gigi had tweeted out, LOL, because he doesn't care to hang with you and your embarrassing crew of YouTube groupies. Home alone with his best friend like a respectful king because he has me, sweetie. Unbothered by your irreverent, ugly ass. Go to bed.
5: Damn. Oh, Damn, kinda, girl. She, she kind of wins. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with Gigi on this one.
0: Uh, I know. The whole thing right. is just ludicrous. Uh, so there's that going on.
3: Sure. And you know what? Yet. During the debate, none of the Democratic candidates talked about this. Nobody none touched it. It's no. too controversial. No.
0: Right, they won't so, go there. Too divisive.
3: So is this the... Because there's Jake and Logan. So is Jake the one that
8: was uh, um, challenging either... Who was it? Tyson Fury
3: or... Wait a minute. It says here Logan Paul is the boxer.
0: Okay. Jake is his brother. I All think right.
3: both? They, Did both they both box. they both box? Okay. <laughs> who was the one who saw the dead body in the, in the forest, in the suicide forest in Japan? I forgot was which that...
0: one. I forgot which one that Remember was. Remember, that was a big
3: controversy. Yeah,
0: yeah, because yeah, he showed the dead body yeah, hanging so, there. someone yeah. who committed suicide. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's move on to this. Last week, Steven Spielberg's daughter, Michaela, announced that she is working in the porn film industry. We covered that. And is uh, we're going to get licensed to become an exotic dancer in Nashville. You have to be licensed for that? No, you have to. There, there's a formality you can go through. I want to see that road test. There's a formality you can go through. She had, we had talked about that in the story. So Steven and his wife, Kate Capshaw, uh, have publicly supported her decision, but things are different behind closed doors, Page Six reports. Uh, source says, outwardly, Stephen and Kate, who are the most evolved parents in the world and love their kids beyond all measure, have always been supportive of Michaela and tried to understand her. We have audio of Stephen addressing her behind closed doors, Preston. Okay. What the? is this <laughs> and uh the family friend said obviously though they're embarrassed by her sudden public admission of entry into the sex worker world so that makes sense <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm sure they're not thrilled yeah right exactly listen you want to i'm sure they want to support but they also are you sure you want <laughs> well, to tell you what do you want daddy to drive you to your first porn shoot all right <laughs> Hey, uh, speaking of daddy, Quentin Tarantino has become a father. Welcome his first, chi- first child with his wife, Daniela Pick. Uh, she gave birth on Saturday to a baby boy, according to reports. Is this the first marriage and kid for for
3: Tarantino?
5: I don't know. It's the first kid because he talked about it at uh, Golden Globes or Oscars right. or whatever. And he's
3: like, I, I'm going to be a father for the first time. I Ooh. think it might be the first like full-blown marriage, right?
0: He wasn't um, married before I don't this. Think so. Not that I'm aware of. Other details were unavailable. Uh, a rep said in a statement, "Daniela and Quentin Tarantino are happy to announce the birth of their first child." So yeah, first marriage, Steve. He is now Not about a, that a daddy. Uh, Steve, bring this one up for us. Uh, Regina King is opening up about the future of The Watchmen. Uh, she tells Hollywood Reporter, "I can see myself being involved in a season two if it was really smart." I would need to know the beginning and the end game, unlike how this season was. I did not know what the end game was. I just totally trust Damon Lindelof. Uh, There's a part of me that feels like, well, he said it's just really hard to think that we could top season one, you know? Uh, So, and Lindelof has said it's done. It's pretty much done. Uh, Yeah,
3: yeah, but as we learned from uh, Slayer, nothing's over. Uh, I'll I'll say this, though. I would um, take some time. Let it breathe. If they don't feel they can do it now... And and revisit it because honestly, there. Yeah, I know you and I were probably thinking, okay, we're we're excited, but we're skeptical that they can pull it off. And they pulled it off. They did, and and in, in grand fashion.
0: Yeah. So we'll see how this plays out. And then one last story: <clears throat> Johnny Depp appeared at a Berlin festival, uh, a Berlin Film Festival special gala screening Friday, and discussed Andrew Levitas's. Uh, Minamata, which it, in which he stars, the film follows the story of photographer W. Eugene Smith I a as he <laughs> as he documents the corporation responsible for poisoning people in Minamata, Japan, in 1971. It's been documenting the story, uh, documenting the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Depp says that it was almost impossible to believe what happened in Minamata. He said not only in such a horrific way, but it spread. It spared. No one, and there was absolutely nothing that they could do about it. I'm not familiar with this character mm-hmm. he's playing. Is he um, Japanese? I don't know. I, no, I, I don't think so. No, W. Eugene Smith. Okay. So I don't think that's a Japanese. Eugene. Uh, uh, <laughs>
3: Eugene.
0: Yeah, I, I thought um, Minamata was his name. I was not, not familiar no, with No, Minamata these. is the name of the, the city. Oh. Eugene. And that's the name of the neighboring city. And I was not familiar with this story. He said, learning not at all. Learn the history was shocking as someone who is interested. I I believed it was a story that needed to be told, and any time that you can harness the power of media or cinema or whatever art, I think any time you can harness that power and use it to open people's eyes to something that did happen and does continue, if you can take that idea, bring it to a page, Uh somebody decides they are interested in putting the thing together, somebody chucks money in because they care. He said all that? How long did that take? Films like this, with, with Johnny it took a while. Yeah. Uh, films like this don't get made every day. We're very lucky to have the honor uh, to bring this to people and maybe spark some degree of interest in care. It's a story that needed to be told, And uh, he added "No what, not one person on the, fi- <laughs> on
8: the film. It's got to be so hard to talk like
0: that, Steve. <laughs> it's hard to think of the, <laughs> yes. the streamlined version of every word. Right. It's a story. <laughs> he said "Not needed to be toed. Not only, uh, not one person on the film <laughs> Had anything other than intense dedication and felt the responsibility of <laughs> it. Him. all
3: comes from Injun, Preston. You remember when he yeah. was uh, in Indian
0: uh, uh, to, yeah. uh, to tell Aileen and Jean's story, he said so. When he was
3: playing Tonto know. and he was
0: addressing that. Uh,
3: Please play Kibber and an Let's do the clips. Very exciting. Uh, Monday clip sequence is always the most impactful.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> in The Good Doctor, Freddie Highmore plays Dr. Sean Murphy, a young man with autism. Uh, who looks to make him uh, make a name for himself with the odds stacked against him? Here, Freddie uh, discusses how he hopes fans perceive his character. Who the hell is Freddie? He oh, is Heimann. Heimann. Yes, the yeah. guy who I just. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell is this guy? <laughs> By the way, was it his birthday the other day? It We're... was. What, who else? Yeah. What else was he in? He
3: was also in um... August Rush. Yes, that's it. All right. And uh, Monster Truck Three.
0: Take it away, <laughs> Freddie.
6: I think I've always thought since the very beginning the hopeful outlook on the world and the, the optimistic way that he views humanity and believing that people are inherently good people is a message that people have connected to and that have connected
0: to Sean through that. Anyway! And he was also Charlie and Charlie. And Charlie. Yes, he was. He was in yeah. two
5: uh, Johnny Depp movies. He was in Finding Neverland and Charlie in the Chac- Chocolate Factory. Chocolate Factory. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Chocolate it was Factory. was in Jocass. <laughs> All right. Season
5: three. Uh,
0: of the good doctor. By the way, today's not today. Just, just <laughs> on, continues tonight at 10 on ABC. Next clip, here we go. A self-described skeptical atheist goes on a journey to help other people after receiving a friend request from someone claiming to be God. Yeah. In this clip, star Brandon Michael Hall discusses the real message of the show "God friended Me":
10: spirituality, which is it's a human connection. It's about what we can do for each other, and that's the main premise of the show. It's it doesn't matter what you believe in; but it's about what you can actually do to help someone else. I don't,
0: I don't want, I don't think I want to see it. Uh, "God friended Me" airs Sunday night eight o'clock, and that's on CBS. You know what, show I would watch? "God Blocked Me." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're not allowed. What did you do? And there you go. That's what I have uh, in the entertainment news this morning. Um, I have some movie passes to give away. we got a screening coming up. I have a four-pack of tickets uh, for an advanced screening of Disney and Pixar's new family adventure film, Onward. Yay! Uh, so we'll take uh, four callers right now, Two one five two six three wmmr By the way, this is going to be a Monday, March 2nd. At 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. Man, Pixar needs a winner. It is led by Tom Holland and Chris Pratt in the voice department. And yeah. Onward Hits theaters nationwide on Friday, March 6th. You're looking forward to this, Casey? Yeah. Or clapping. Just
8: because it's Pixar. I mean... They have not. Yeah. I don't, in my opinion, they have never released anything that even comes close to a stinker.
0: No, no, no not at all. They're great. All right, let's get you those movie passes. We are going to take a break. We will have director Gavin O'Connor in to talk about The Way Back, the new Ben Affleck film, which is going to be in theaters on the 6th. He'll be stopping in, and we have a bunch of other things to get to as well. Let's take a break. Come back in just a second. Enjoy this sunshine on a drive in on a Monday morning.
1: WNLR.
9: Preston and Steve. Preston & Steve's Cardboard Classic from 93.3 WMMR and Pacifico Beer. Friday, March 6th at Jack Frost Mountain where the snow comes first. The sled-deemed Best Design scores a $2,000 cash prize. The Best Live Life Anchors Up theme scores $500 and Beer for a Year from Pacifico. Sprint has $500 bucks for the fastest sled. There's $300 for the coolest Jose Cuero and somewhat of a gag gift for Preston & Steve's favorite fail. Mandatory sled registration through March 1st at WMMR.com. MMR VIPs, there's still time to save money on those lift tickets. The pre-sale price, just $20, but only till noon, March 4th, or while supplies last at WMMR. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic at Jack Frost Mountain.
7: Sponsored by Chorus Photography and Sprint. Brighter future for all.
9: 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
0: One of our interns pulled up a screenshot of my Twitter account yesterday. I said we went out with such a beautiful day, and it was my daughter's idea, so we like to do this from time to time. We'll go out and uh, hide. Uh, like We get these promotional DVDs and stuff yes, like that, yeah, and yeah. a lot of them I don't do anything with, so... Uh, we went out and hid a hid some in a park, and I put clues up on Twitter for people to go find. And they somebody, found them. Yep, they found them, right. which was pretty cool. We went out to Hebner Park, and uh, I like that. Yeah, it was fun. It was uh, it was cool. So it was just a nice day. I'm like, we got to get outside and do something. So we did that. But look for that again sometime down the road. Dad, I, like I had a so we we were just having our you know regular morning off air discussions. How was your weekend? This and that, and we're talking and. Uh, it turns out a few of us had some weird dreams over the weekend. I I started off the conversation by telling you guys I had a dream. This I it was really weird because I woke up from a dream that distressed me that someone was in my room and I couldn't move. Okay, so I wake up from that dream. And I realized that at that act, it was weird. It's like a horror movie when they wake you wake up and it's actually a fake out. Yeah, and you're and they're still in a dream. So I woke up, yet I wasn't really awake. I had a dream right. within a dream. I was dreaming that I was asleep and having a dream that dream someone squared. was in my room. It was really, really weird. And then by the time I actually physically woke up. I was confused as to what just happened and I had to run it through my head. Did you have a fight or
3: flight sort of when you wake up, like I gotta take care of this? Or did you did you look around? Were you looking for an intruder or well or... My, my heart
0: rate was yeah, way up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I was confused and scared when I woke up. But I didn't know, I didn't feel the need to uh, to get up and run yeah. or, or get your shotgun. I, yeah, I, re- I realized. <laughs> I want to see you. I realized that that it was indeed a dream and nobody was in my room. All right, but it but it uh, it freaked me out. Man, it scares my, the crap out of you. My dad was having these dreams, uh, and and this so he has uh, arrhythmia and he was on this uh, medication, this blood thinner. I I'm not sure if that's the one. It might have been a beta blocker, but I'm not sure if that's the one that did it. He, he actually went someplace to use medicine. Uh, but instead no, was curing it himself, he was yeah exactly. He, he didn't eat like he ginseng to eat. or something. Pull a root out of the ground and start gnawing on it. This will fix it. Uh, no, but he was regularly having dreams, nightmares, oh. that snakes were attacking him. And he was having outbursts. While, you know, like physically, he, he and his oh, wow. wife had to quit sleeping in the same room together because of that. Wow. Uh, and once he got off that medication, he got this heart procedure, this ablation done and it fixed the problem or at least repaired it for now. And he got off the medication and those dreams stopped. It's interesting
3: Uh, how, how, because I'm, I'm, I'm not as wrapped up in my wife is, I know you are, but when you have them. And when you have one, I think you had one last week, that can set your whole day Mm. in the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. You're sort of carrying the mental luggage of something that didn't happen, but it still weighs on
0: you, you know? It's real enough.
4: Yeah, it's real enough.
0: In your your psyche that it it causes whatever chemical thing is going on there to to make you... I don't know, just feel
4: different, Well, and then you know? f-
5: physical manifestations.
0: I mean, you talked about the heart racing and like the breathing and like it, it literally affects your sleep and your and then your state of being the entire next day. Yeah, I was kind of in in the dream I was kind of paralyzed. Yeah. Uh someone was in a room with me. I couldn't see them. I just knew they were there and I couldn't move and 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 that was frustrating me. I'm trying physically to move and I couldn't. It's really it was very unnerving. It should yeah.
3: come as no shock though because the same when you have something sexual in a dream Oh. You have something, and right, yeah, and, so disappointing. And it can be, or it can be like, oh, that was, oh, that's not happening. <laughs> I know, that's
0: what I mean by disappointing. Yeah, yeah. but, but <laughs> yeah. still, it feels real.
3: Yeah, so, so the same thing that is making it as tangible yeah. on that side of the coin, yeah. on the I'm scared crapless, there's a, an intruder in my room, feels just as real. Yeah. Except your sheets don't get wet. <laughs>
8: right. Uh, well, speaking of that, I mean, I've had uh, dreams that were so. Real and so vivid that sometimes, and I was just talking about this with somebody last week, and apparently I might be the only one who, uh, when in real life, when I am at a urinal about to go to the bathroom. You fall asleep? No. I have to, (laughs) before I actually start going, I have to, like, go, am I actually awake
3: right now? Am I really awake? So today, like, if you were to go into the bathroom later on today, you would ask yourself if you're awake? Yeah. Yeah, because I Because I could
0: I could see at night oh, if you know got up out of bed. Because yeah. you used to be a bedwetter.
8: Yeah, but I've also yeah. as as an as an adult, I have had dreams where I'm a uh, I'm going to the bathroom in the dream.
3: That and, and they uh, were that then, they were I that tangible. Up, yeah, and then really? I wake
8: up and I'm like, oh my god. You know, and I'll wake wow. up like just as I'm about to start going to the bathroom. Wow. I'm like, oh my okay. God.
3: That would F you up if, yeah. if you if you were having if you were having to check if you were awake or asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, right? It, it's like there's a number of horror movies that play <laughs> off that
0: ploy. I've never know? heard of that before, Case. Well, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So, so then Marissa had a dream that she and Billy Joe Armstrong were married. Uh, I, I from, think I know from, where that's
5: from. From Green Day. Because Marissa had a whole bunch of Green Day interactions last week. Yeah. And, like, they were, a lot of them were on Instagram, right? And yes. that was really cool, but I think I think you've just had Green Day on the brain for a few days. And your Green Day vibrator came in last week.
12: <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> no, I'm still waiting for that, Steve. It's on back order. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I had uh Trey it's, Cool liked our our uh post that I right. had uh put down, put up on uh Instagram and then um
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking about your Green Day vibrator. <laughs> it's called dookie. It's for the butt. <laughs> oh my
3: God. It's a butt, butt brainer. Uh, I was
12: trying to move on. Sorry, go ahead. Go. Um, I also did this uh, art project yesterday with a whole bunch of Rolling Stone magazines. So I think I had all of these like weird uh, 90s people in my brain. But actually... Uh, In my dream, I was dating Billy Joe, and we uh, were at a party or at like a family house or something like that, and I opened the door, and I was like, oh, all of my uh, family is here waiting. They're really excited to meet you now. So I opened the door. I was like, oh, this is my aunt, and this is her husband, William
3: H. Macy, (laughs)
12: and uh, this is my other aunt, and this is her husband, uh, Gene Simmons. You guys probably know each other by now. I don't know. Wow. So you had
3: Gene Simmons as a part of your family? Apparently. Wow! Yeah. Isn't that wild? Uh, well, I can. You've say- got to try some of this couscous. It's <laughs> to die for. Yes, Marissa's the pride of the family.
12: Uh, I was doing this. R Has project? she shown you
3: her Green Day vibrator yet? <laughs> uh, that is so. In while you're in it, at any point in your mind, you are you, uh, because I'm fascinated by this construct. Is it matrix level? Oh, this is this is happening, or are you? I, I, I know this is not happening.
12: I w- I woke up, I was a little excited. Okay. I thought that was a fun dream to have. Because okay. I have very vivid, vivid dreams. And I think because I sleep at, like, I'll take a nap and I'll only sleep a couple hours a night. So I don't know sometimes what is real and what is not. Well,
3: it's funny because when we do our conference call and you've just woken up, we can tell. <laughs> because, uh, yeah.
0: guys, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I was just making out with my boyfriend <laughs> And then, case what was what was the weird dream you had?
8: Uh, we were at uh, cardboard classic. Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's another uh, one. We, we had all showed up to the wrong um, place. We had yeah. all showed up to the wrong mountain, and then we only had like 20 minutes to get to the other mountain. But I couldn't on my phone. I couldn't focus and remember the name of the app that got us direction. I could remember ways, and I'm looking at my phone and i'm like what is what, what is and that that reminds me of all the dreams that i have like my radio dreams where something's wrong and i'm looking at the computer screen and nothing is making sense on the mm-hmm. computer screen
4: mm-hmm.
3: so yeah. are you're in it and you're you're it feels real yeah. to you and uh, we're, on, we're on the wrong mountain and, and and did it did it did it resolve did we uh, get to the right mountain
8: so the last thing i remember is finding the directions and then driving the wrong way on a road <laughs> All, all, right. Right. And every, all we're the scofflaws, aren't we? Yeah, so By the way, there's
0: almost never any resolution no. in in dreams. You never. know what I mean? It just it kind of hangs. Sex dreams sometimes resolve. It's like Castle Rock, Steve. It's like <laughs> yeah. that show. It you don't so know that what never happens. Never has
3: any resolution. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this goddamn thing going? Uh, well, it was uh-huh. funny because we were talking about it prior to you know just deciding to do the topic today, and I watch a show on CBS called Evil, uh-huh. and there it's basically the church has hired this psychologist. To go along on exorcisms or things that that are that she's required to be there to be the skeptic to say no this you know so so in other words they, they so they're they're doing things by the book mm-hmm. uh, and so she keeps having these nightmares where this creature that's like a all black sort of demon with spikes and stuff comes into a room and talks to her and so she's trying to figure out how to figure out whether what she's seeing is real or a dream. So she writes a word on a piece of paper and puts it up on the ceiling because apparently, and this is, I threw this out to you, Preston, mm-hmm. apparently in your dreams, you, you can't read text. Mm. Oh, well that makes sense. Because you're, you would be reading something that you're unaware of. And I don't think that's
0: true. Well here, so Steve yeah. sent this, this, uh, study over to me and it's, it's called 20 amazing facts about, uh, dreams, uh, you might not know. Uh, and, and. Directly, number one, it talks about reading in dreams. It says the vast majority of people are incapable of reading right. in their dreams. So some people might be able to. Yeah, I think I can. Uh, but m- it says the vast majority can't. It says the same goes for clocks. Each time you look at a clock, it will tell a different time. And the hands on the clock won't appear to be moving, as reported by lucid dreamers. And we'll cover lucid dreaming in a second. But, yeah, and, and these are studies. These are people that are retelling the stories about right, their own right, dreams right, right. And, and what they've, what they've uh, experienced. right, right. It's, so, it's it's it's
3: an it's such a mm. fascinating realm to be
5: in. It is because it's it's weird because the per, uh, dreams are so personal to you and so important, and the story that you think of when you wake up is it, fascinating to you. And then sometimes when you st- you're describing a dream to somebody else, it's infinitely boring. Mm. You know, like you're trying to tell th- somebody this story about what happened in your subconscious. Oh my god, I want to die someday. Well, yeah, and,
3: and it's my not, wife will, will go in, and and I love she I love her to death, but it's so real to her, and yes. I want to listen to it, but I'm like.
0: But there really wasn't a, a dirigible on fire, right? You're, you're I know. You're
5: telling, me, you're telling me your dream was weird. Yeah, yeah, that dreams I got are weird. It. Yeah,
0: I like them. I like hearing dream stories. I like the absurdity yeah. of them. I think it's funny. Yes, some of them could be outland. Yeah. I mean, for like example, Marissa's.
3: Gene Simmons at the house. I, I love that with an apron on in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, don't eat those; they're not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to put them back in the oven for another 10 minutes. <laughs> that would be awesome. In full makeup. makeup. Yeah. Why don't you scoot? You're getting underfoot.
0: <laughs> scoot
3: out of here. Skedaddle. Skedaddle. A-
0: go watch the game with your brothers and Green Day. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I had ever been able to read anything in my dreams or not. I want to say that I have been able to, Nick, because like Casey said with the computer screen and and what he talks about the radio dream is anytime you have a dream about your workplace and things going wrong, that's what we call the radio dream because obviously we work in a studio and, and we do this for a living and it's common amongst all jocks, radio people that I know, to have the dream where the music's not playing, the microphones don't work or the microphones won't turn off or... You know things like that, equipment malfunctions. You've got a guest that uh, that you can't control, and uh, but I remember reading uh, stuff in my dreams, and it, it would you could read it. The thing about reading, I think, is you you read it and and then something changes when you look back at yeah. it again. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. So what th- I guess the point is,
3: which you're not. You're in other words, there's no locked text. Yeah. Yeah. There's no it's, locked time. It's all because fluid. your mind is supplying what you're reading so it's not like well it says right here yeah it's it's all drink. kathy do you dream
2: um you know what i haven't dreamed in a long time
0: okay i'm wonder,
3: dead inside prison. i wonder if no. that has to do with your sleep
5: cycle
2: i maybe i mean i i have of course i've had dreams and i and i remember certain dreams like as a kid i had a reoccurring dream for a long time that doesn't happen anymore and what was that reoccurring
3: dream about was i was falling
2: something... off a roller coaster my oh. aunt catches me at the last minute wow. same aunt same roller coaster. It had red rails. I don't know why it was the exact same That's like right
3: out of the movie Final
8: Destination.
0: Will you ever get on a red roller coaster, Kathy? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah,
8: I've
2: ridden <laughs> roller coasters. That doesn't scare me. But
0: I've, I've told you guys for like a, <clears throat> a series of years, I, I would, uh, well, when I would nap in the, in the afternoon, I would have a nightmare of sorts or a scary dream or an unsettling dream. And it almost always involved water. Uh, somehow or another, a, a river, a lake, uh, even, you know, whatever it was some, somehow or another, there was water involved. And Casey asked me recently, yeah. cause I told him I had a, a, a funky afternoon dream and he, he said it was water in there. And I'm like, you know what? No, that stopped. It shifted. It probably what? stopped a good six, eight months ago, maybe even a year. I would like somewhat that I just haven't noticed it until he brought that up.
3: Is there a consistent culprit now in those afternoon <laughs> nightmares? Or? No, no. Okay. All right. Gene and, Simmons. Yeah. Gene Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Get out of here! You're getting in the way. <laughs> I'm trying to make food for the family.
8: Uh, Press. I have very similar uh, situation, except my dreams always included water. Uh, because, water. Yeah, because I grew up from, around the, here. From the creek. I understand. Yes.
3: <laughs> and out of the. Why creek. don't you guys go out and play in the creek? <laughs> I'm going to feed some a deer some pretzels.
0: <laughs> Every, Gene Simmons tailors to everyone's. Dream. I love it. Yeah. Here's a great text. Thank you, whoever sent this in. It says, "Does Pierre have radio dreams?" about being on time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm two hours early. It's 9.30. <laughs> I've heard I mean, this. Pe- oh, I'm sorry.
5: No, I've heard this many times. Uh, this text that says the uh, same for restaurants. We dream that we're in the weeds, and when I waited tables, and it was you know it was a brief part, part of my life, but I would have that dream all the time mm-hmm. that you're stuck, that you're behind in orders, that you can't get the. It's like the um, the it, I Love Lucy, like you're behind in the assembly line. It, be, it turns
3: into this nightmare. I have this dream. It's constant. I will wake up. I walk into this room. Everyone is smiling and looking at me. I walk up the stairs, and there's Jack. Leonardo DiCaprio extends
0: his hand to me. Aww. It's so beautiful, <laughs> touching. Uh, lucid dreaming, by the way, uh, and, and I'm looking at these uh, things about dreams that uh, that you sent over, Steve. Twenty facts. Uh, lucid dreaming is pretty intense. It's when you're aware that you're actually dreaming. It's pretty interesting. I've experience. had those, yeah, a- and too. they're pretty wild. Yeah, they're awesome because if you once you get past the uh, the weirdness of the fact that wait a minute, my body is physically asleep right now, yet I am aware of what's going on. Once you can start to control what happens in your dream, it's amazing.
3: That has manifested in my. Uh, you may not know this, but I can fly. Yeah, and me it, too. And in lucid dreams, I can apply. I, I can. I can apply that to that ability. I have a superpower.
0: Yeah, it feels. It, it real. feels effing real. It, it's absolutely amazing. I actually. I. I hope for lucid dreams. Yeah. Uh, uh, when I go to bed, uh, that you know. Here is another fact: inventions have been inspired by dreams. The idea for Google came to a dream, uh, came uh, as a dream to Larry Page. Who I just Googled Google. in my pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Tesla dreamt of alternating current, apparently. Really? Yeah. And That's pretty that. wild. Wa- heard-
3: hey, how come you come up with alternating current and I come up with, Marissa has Gene Simmons in the kitchen. <laughs> I've heard people uh, come up with, you know, screenplays
5: and, and ideas yeah. for songs and stuff like that from Dream. Wasn't um.
0: Uh, didn't Keith Richards talk about um, songs for the Stones coming from dreams? I well, no. He, he wrote, I think it might have been Brown Sugar or something like that. He was hammered, and he didn't realize it until he woke up and realized the tape was rolling. Yeah. yeah. So he had forgotten it completely, okay. but yeah, dream, he was just Blackout drunk, whatever. Yeah, same, same thing. thing. <laughs> uh, the, James Watson came up with the double helix spiral to form DNA wow. as a dream, and uh, there's loads and loads of other. How do you remember that? Yeah. Well, you know what? Sometimes, on occasion, I will get up and immediately jot a note down about something that I dreamt that was important to me. And because if you don't, it's fleeting. It goes away really, really quickly. Yep. And if you don't remind yourself I of it. I'm
3: just scared came leukemia.
0: Uh, <laughs> hang on a second here. Let me go to some calls because we got loads of them coming in here. Uh, <laughs> let's see. All right. Why not? Let's go to Amanda. Recurring nightmare. Hi, Amanda. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Amanda?
9: So uh, at 11, I had a nightmare that a man who, he's burned. So I, he's in a suit. It's a, it's, the, I, it's the same black suit. He's charred on just his left side, and it goes all the way up to his face. And then the other portion of him, he's decaying, so he's not all together. I can see his teeth through the, mat, through the side of his it's
3: teeth. Like Two-Face. It sounds like Two-Face. It's yeah. exactly yeah, what it's, I was so thinking it's,
9: of. It's, it's almost like... But the like the his his decaying side, like I can see his teeth through his cheek. Yeah, he doesn't have an eyelid. So I, it's the same guy. I'm 32 years old. He has been in my life. He has followed me. How
3: long? Has, Your whole I life?
9: Just, my since I was I was 11.
3: Wow. So does, does, so does he? Does he talk to you specifically? Is he? Is he malevolent in the dream? Yes. Is it that's, Freddy Krueger? I mean, I mean that's that is very Freddy Krueger case here. I was thinking so, that as well.
9: So, what happens is 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 the more stress that I am in my life that and, and, and I refuse to go to mediums and I, because anytime I've talked about it with a medium, anytime I've touched a Ouija board, the nightmares get more intense.
0: you're going to so, need an extra large yeah, yeah well, wait a minute, hold on let, let me let me double back here Do you, Have you given him a name?
9: me his name i never remember when i wake up
3: you never remember his name yet he tells you his name in every dream okay the, let's
9: tell me his name all the time
0: maybe not a medium maybe a psychologist
9: or <laughs> some professional so, I've, so I've, I've seen psychologists periodically throughout my life for different things and i've brought that up and they think that it, it is just a ma- like the my psychologist said that it's a manifest of anxiety yeah because the more that I, when I'm more anxious when things are going on in my life, the closer he gets. And if, at one point I was going through a really hard time, he was touching me. When he touches me, I have, a, like, I wake up and it's really hard for me to get over that. Wow. It's not just that he touches me. He he wants to hurt me. And he tells me that he's going to be there when, when, I know, according to him, I know when I'm going to die. I know how I'm going to die. And he's going to be there to collect me when it happens.
0: Damn, Amanda. Why do you ever go to sleep? Late. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know what? And if it's been going on, you're in your 30s, and this has been going on since you're 11. I'm surprised that you haven't almost kind of come to terms with or gotten used to his presence. It still affects you.
9: I do, and I, I tell, I tell people all the time. Anybody knows me. I'm not, I'm not living past 60. I'm telling you right now. Well, I'm not living past.
0: 60.
3: It's, it's, it's. Listen, I believe that what the the psychologists and. Whoever you've talked to uh, have said that it's sort of a manifestation of things going on in your life. But at a certain point, it sort of crosses a line when you're having this uh, many encounters with this person. And in fact, Fred Preston, in A, a Nightmare on Elm Street, when she faces him, yeah. you know, for what he is, that robs his power yes. from him. Yes, um, the, And
9: um, it's in, in The Conjuring. Isn't it the one that you <laughs> to
3: know? In The Conjuring, yes. Yeah.
9: And she, and at the very end, that's how she, that's how she got, I never remember. So do you
3: think if you were to actually be able to recall the, this name when you're awake and bring it back in with you to the sleep world, that you could eradicate this dream?
9: I, I, I've, I've thought of many different could ways. Could you do,
3: do it here in the studio? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
9: yeah, we're going to, yeah, we'll do a full exorcism right there in the sure. studio. love that. Um. I would, the one thing that I think about sometimes, too, is I've I've come to terms with it and I've been able to handle it now. Got I it. am afraid that if I do start to pry and things will get worse. I, so I don't have it all. the I don't have the nightmare all the time because I talked about it today. Yeah. It'll probably happen and it'll happen. It'll <sighs> keep happening periodically for the next couple of days. And then once my anxiety gets real high, then he'll get real close.
0: I wonder you know, if that. you now listen, I'm not a professional and take this with for what it is, but I wonder if you did some kind of ritualistic thing in real life that it might purge this, and by that I mean like almost creating like a little doll of this guy. Like Annabelle. And like and and maybe, you know, burning it or something like that. And, uh, like and an effigy. Yeah, an effigy yes. of sorts and destroying it in real life. Or just going to the Burning Man Festival or something. Just go like to that. that. Oh, yeah. Go do that. You Party do- your ass off. But what if she an pisses exorcism exorcism him off? Or just go to today's time. man. What's that, Amanda? <laughs> That's perfect.
9: I'll go to the Burning Man. I'll get I'll get a solid exorcism, <laughs> <laughs> <solid laughs> entertainment, Totally. That's
0: it.
3: You can go on to No, listen, this is a this is <laughs> there we go. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, it, it is a fascinating thing because, as you, you brought up the, uh, wow. the the conjuring and all that stuff, this is what a lot of horror movies and and, sure. and and visitation movies
0: are fueled by. Well, yeah. Let us know if if he ever goes away, Amanda. Okay.
9: She. You guys, so much happy right. Monday.
8: Right. Bye Good bye. Joke. Bye bye. But wow. she said he might come tonight because she was
0: talking about him. So, yeah, 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 if, if yeah, that
8: is the case. Let
0: us know. Let us know. I would like to know about that. Uh, let me see here. We got a lot of interesting. So, all right, we'll go to our friend Craig Legons, who wanted to check in. Hi, Craig, you're on the air. Good morning.
13: What up, white folks? Hey, man, how you doing? Uh, well, similar to what uh, Marissa did, mine is a lot. I was married to someone famous, but I had absolutely no connection to this person whatsoever. Uh-huh. I woke, I in my dream I walk into this beautiful island kitchen and I can remember the kitchen vividly, the tile, the pots, the pans, where the refrigerator was. But uh, I was married to Catherine Heigl.
3: Catherine Heigl from Knocked Up.
13: Yes. Yes. Well a movie that I I've never had a crush on Catherine <laughs> Heigel. I've never thought about Catherine Heigel a day in my life. Okay. There, I wasn't cutting out articles about Catherine Heigel or mm-hmm. have any nothing. But we were married, and she was in a blue dress, in a purse, and she said, "I'm get I'm getting ready to go." She had an interview with the Hollywood press, and she said, "I'll see you tonight." She leaves. We don't kiss. We don't high five, fist bump, nothing. Just she just goes. I go to the office, wherever that is, and um, it, the office is beautiful, plush, you know, red carpet, and I've got a sweater vest on, which I never wear, <laughs> and. I'm doing my office work. There's a bunch of papers in front of me. I don't know what I do. I don't know why I'm there. My office mate, nameless person, comes up and said, oh, it's on. It's on. And I automatically know that it's the interview that Catherine Heigl, my wife, is giving to the Hollywood Press. And I walk into a coworker's office that has his own TV, and I'm looking at her on TV, and the interviewer asks her, how's married life? And she goes, Oh, it's great. I've never been happier in my life. And I'm feeling all this pride, but at the same time, aware that I'm in a dream, I think, I don't
4: know this woman. <laughs> <laughs> I
13: think
11: no reason on earth. And, 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 and I
13: wake
3: and, up. And so you wake up, and you have you, so that was a one and done, or have you had subsequent encounters with I Catherine Heigl? Never,
13: never. But I never had any, any with Catherine Heigl before that. I, that dream just came out of nowhere. It happened about a year and a half ago. I've never had another one. Since, you can't shake I it either. either. Listen to you. still yeah. talking no, on she about wants that. she wants you. She wants you. Somewhere <laughs> she's, what? I keep dreaming
3: about this man who who's totally into comic books. I don't know why. Mm. So she's telling her therapist this. <laughs> uh, wow. Huh. All
0: right. Thank, that is weird. Thank you, Craig. No, thank you. All right. See you later. Have you ever had anybody? Well, I'm, I haven't. Gene I'm,
10: Simmons. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who's had the same dream you had. You know what I mean? Like, uh, on the same night or something along those lines. Have you? You're no, telling, cool. no, I'm saying yeah. it would be interesting if you're telling somebody about a dream, they're going, oh, my God, I had the same thing. If no. they did, I'd freak the F out. Now, this is weird. Bringing up the, the uh, facts about dreams, Steve, you know, uh, about dreams, Steve, you know, we had mentioned sexual dreams. Uh, scientifically, they are named nocturnal penile tumescence. Yeah, that's um, romantic. Which is a well-documented phenomenon, and it simply means you get wood while you, yeah. while you dream or sleep. Studies indicate. Now, listen to this: that men get up to twenty erections. It says per dream. I got to think that's per night, not per dream. Because yeah, dreams
8: apparently
3: don't last that long
0: yeah. in real life, right? So you got to squeeze twenty in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: you got to get
0: <laughs> a short <laughs> dream at some point during the dream. Wait, wait, I still have four <laughs> erections left. That's oh, yeah. a lot of wood. We can move on to the next dream now. <laughs> right. Okay. That
3: that is a ton of wood. That's a lumber yard of boners.
0: Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go. I had mentioned my dad having the, the medication, uh, dreams. Uh, Scott had, uh, something along those lines. Hi, Scott, you're on the air. Good morning.
11: Hey, Gadzooks. Hey,
0: Gadzooks, buddy. What's up?
11: Hey, so, um, about two years ago, I got married in Ireland and a week after I got back from Ireland, I got in a snowboarding accident where I wound up breaking my back in three spots. (laughs) Ooh. And I broke my ribs, and I broke my shoulder and had nerve damage, and I got sent to the hospital. And they had me in such strong medication uh, called germamine mm. that the whole time I would wind up laying in the hospital bed, and this medication would give you very strong hallucinogens. And while I like, you was know, sleeping, I'd wake up in the middle of my dream thinking I was still in the airport from when I was in Ireland. So I'd wake up, and, Scott. It's Gene Simmons. I made you some pot stickers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wind up getting through uh, mm-hmm. you know, security and everything, and then I realized my luggage got stopped. Uh-huh. Here, I couldn't tell the difference between the reality of the dream and being, you know, awake. Did
3: did, did so you feel? I, did you Scott? Did you feel as if you lost time?
11: No, in a sense, yes. Um, just because, like. The drug was so strong. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't really make a difference of what was actually really happening to me. So here I'm in laying in, you know, this bed and have a broken back. And I have a lot of rage when I get angry, and I wind up trying to actually stand up and like tear apart my gown. Just like I'm done. I'm tired of hooked up to these these medical cords and everything. Just rip them all off. And every time you you touch one of these cords, um, a sensor goes off. Right, right. So here I'm trying to rip off everything, and then all these nurses come running into my room. And here I'm, I have a broken back, and I'm trying to stand up and walk out. Yeah, yeah. The,
3: the, the, the pa- listen, some of those drugs are so powerful. Yeah. And, uh, Thanks, Scott. You don't know.
0: You can be completely awake and think you're dreaming. And by the way, there's one last thing. There's, there's 20 facts on here. We don't have time to go through all of them. But it says here one of the facts is dreams tend to be negative. It says, surprisingly, dreams mm. are more often negative than positive. The three most widely reported emotions felt during dreaming are anger, sadness, and fear. Well, there's
3: reason. Yeah, mm.
0: it's uh, to me. To me, it seems like sort of a way to tap off those unresolved
3: energies. Yeah, and so they, where where you can sort of keep them in check while you're awake, they overtake your mind. Yeah. when you're more sedate. Yeah,
0: does would that make sense? I th- I think so because maybe you're you're repressing some things right. in your emotionally and my and, souffle fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little scream therapy or something well, like that. Marissa,
3: it's going to be another hour for dinner.
0: Mm. I mean, Would your brain. You the boys. <laughs>
3: I, I
5: think your brain is trying to work out some of its problems. Yeah. While you're not conscious. Yeah. You know.
0: It's interesting stuff. I'm sorry if it uh, if it you know it's, it's weird hearing about other people's dreams. But me, Casey, and Marissa all had strange dreams over the weekend, and we were like, you know what? Maybe we need to hash this stuff out. Is this dreamy music? It's time oh. to go to sleep now, <laughs> and let me enter your nocturnal world me won't you as I prepare your entrees oh this is Yanni oh it's a song called one man's dream All Yanni fans Most know, dreams people point. have are that Yanni would go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, uh, I want to take a break, but listen, maybe it's been your dream to join us for a Preston and Steve sorority party. We got one tomorrow night at the Flyers game. We are going to be in this cool area that they have called the Assembly Room. It's a, I mean, it's got couches and a fireplace, for crying out loud. It
3: is a really slick-looking place.
0: I'm going to take callers 17, 18, and 19 who are ladies-only. Only and are either in the President and Steve sororities, Zeta, Eta, Pi, or would like to become members of the sorority. 215-263-WMMR. You and a female guest will be uh, able to join us, the entire Preston and Steve show tomorrow night. I haven't been to a game all season. I'm excited. No. Well,
5: they're playing really well yeah. right now, too, man. So it'll be a good game to go to, and uh, they're, they've moved up to third place in the division, so
0: it'll be fun. Yep, tickets are on sale now. Doors open at 5.30. Game is at 7 p.m. Let's get you on board. the playing the Sharks. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. I got some interesting, bizarre file stories I want to share with you when we return. Stay close. What's
10: new? glad you asked? Weezer. Bozzy.
14: Dirty
4: honey. Baby
9: New music more of everything that rocks on 933
0: WMMR uh real quick for bizarre Five, two uh, quick shout outs if you don't mind uh-huh. uh, i got this one last friday and i forgot to get to it but and and it's a tad bit generic uh but i'll just i'll read you what he wrote uh, it just says the subject says my 50th birthday it says hello good morning my name is rob i work i'm mannyunk Listen, he is Maniunk. Listen to the show every every day. Love the laughs. Just wanted to shout out for my birthday today, if possible, around 10 a.m. It's our break time. <laughs> That's it. That's don't, enough. Don't know Rob's last name or where he works. I just know that he's Maniunk. And uh, here's a shard out for your 50th birthday, Rob Maniunk. I lived in Rob for a while then. Yeah, Didn't you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aren't we all? Man
3: every, every Yeah. All there of are a bunch of
0: us that are man Young. Yeah. And then one last one that says, Hey guys, uh, my brother and I have been listening to your show for years and recently moved to D.C. and now listen to the podcast while at work, so I don't get homesick. But I wanted to see that if you'd be able to give a, a big old shout out for my brother, my, I'm sorry, my older but younger brother, Joey. Who still lives in the Philly area and his birthday is on leap year. That's what he means my older and younger ah. birthday. And he's turning seven this year. Ah. He was born in nineteen ninety two. Uh thank you. That's from Corey Radkin. So, Corey, I'll miss it if I don't do it now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the shard out for him now if you don't mind. Ah. We do have those leap year birthdays coming. We do, up. yeah. Very exciting. Yep. All right, uh, it is Bizarre File time, so let's go.
4: Now,
1: WMMR presents <laughs> Kristen and Steve's
15: Bizarre, bizarre. bizarre.
4: File.
0: Brought to you this morning by Patient First, cold and flu season this year. Patient First is here to help urgent care. That's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 20 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. Well, it was a... A big weekend as far as bizarre file stories go. I have a lot of good stuff that came up. We're going to start with uh, this one, which has a happy ending to it. A 16 year old toy poodle was scooped up and dropped by a hawk and then found 28 hours, uh, 80, 28 hours uh, later alive. That's miraculous. Yeah. Deborah Falcione said that her pup, Porsche, was on the back deck of her home in Allegheny County Thursday when the dog was suddenly taken by a hawk and carried off. She thought she'd never see her poodle again. Yeah. After hours of searching, she started to lose hope, especially after <coughs> the after <coughs> temperatures dropped well below freezing overnight. Then, nearly 28 hours later, Banfield Animal Health Hospital had called and told her that Portia was found. She said to them, I said, that's impossible uh, she could not have survived 28 hours out in the bitter, bitter cold weather, in 10-degree weather. This is a six-and-a-half-pound dog. She's blind. She's deaf. She's 16 years old. I went down there, and sure enough, this is the dog. Yeah, That's unbelievable. Portia was dropped by the hawk nearly four blocks away from her home and found by a neighbor. Um, Listen,
3: this is too much work. I'm just going to leave
0: you here. Val <laughs> Jones said that uh, Portia may be a tiny dog. But she's got the strongest will to survive.
3: You just smell you're old, and uh, I'm leaving you here. I can't do
0: it. She said uh, the vet put her in a heating tank, and she's very lethargic, but uh, had no broken bones and is otherwise okay. I mean,
3: honestly, because if the if the bird achieved any sort of altitude and dropped it, yeah, that would have been it for exactly. a 16 year old dog.
0: Exactly. So, well, wow. uh, sad news, but I mean, come on, man, a a 64 year old man who was skeptical that the Earth uh, really is round and wanted to fly up to the edge of space to see for himself, died on Saturday in a crash of his uh, his homemade steam-powered rocket that launched and then plunged back to Earth seconds later in Barstow, California. This right. all seems safe. This guy was known as sort of a daredevil, right? He was, oh, yeah. Ryan, the Science I- Channel tweeted that it had been chronicling Mad Mike Hughes' journey and sent thoughts and prayers to his family and friends saying it was always his dream to do this launch. I, I watched a documentary about this guy. Yes, yes. Have you seen I it? Yes, I have.
4: Uh, yeah. Oh, man.
0: Hughes had launched himself 1,875 feet into the air March 2018, coming back down with parachutes, but still injuring his back on a hard landing. Uh, he was also a limo driver who had the Guinness World Record for the longest limousine ramp jump at 103 <laughs> feet in the Lincoln Town Car Stretch Limousine in 2002. But you know what he was doing, President? He was doing exactly what you say all the time when flat-earther, flat-earther thing
3: pops up. Yeah. So if you could just see the, if you could get up into space, you could see the curve of the planet. Yeah. Uh, well, he tried. Yep. And he got killed.
0: So he was a flat-earther? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there
3: well, you go. I so. mean, I wonder if he did, though, get high enough to say...
14: Oh, my God! It's <laughs> <And she's> wrapped! <laughs> and then, boom. God, he had the
5: moment of revelation.
14: Son of a bitch! Of Moments
8: course. Before his death. Or maybe it was the, the moment of, like, uh, uh, self-fulfillment.
0: Yeah. yeah it, it
8: is flat! I'm going to tell everybody.
0: Yep. it's really hard. Gone. Yep. All right, uh, hang on to your crotch on this one, gang. All right, a Utah college athlete went viral this week after sharing a cringeworthy video of his pole vaulting <sighs> jump. Oh my God, I saw this picture that went horribly wrong. You Br- guys need to see this. I do not. <laughs> Brigham Young University pole vaulter Zach McHorter was practicing a stunt when his landing did not go as planned, as oh, seen my wolf. in a TikTok. That the 21-year-old shared of the incident, McHorter, runs down the track with the pole in his hand, leaps off the ground, and accidentally impales his scrotum with the pole while preparing to dismount. It looks like he's a giant swizzle stick. He captioned a video that one time the pole went through my nuts, revealing that he needed to get 18 stitches after the incident. I'm surprised there are nuts left. Yeah, As of Friday, his uh, social media clip had been viewed more than 18 million times. Oh, my ball! The athlete told BuzzFeed that he could see, quote, right into his scrotum after suffering the injury. You never want to see right into your scrotum. McHorter also released a photo of his shorts following the incident, which show a large hole where the pole punctured his body. Uh, he added that his father and coach happens to be a urologist yeah. and was able to assist him following the accident. He said, immediately after the incident, we got in his car, drove to the hospital, and he sewed me up.
3: Wow. He says yeah. his dad keeps a, a spare set of testicles in the <laughs> glove
0: compartment. <laughs> McHorter. Yeah. Then shared that, as far as he knows, he only suffered minor damage to the area. He said, there's nothing wrong with my testicles. It's just a scar how, now. How do your
3: balls survive? I don't know. Again, check out the picture yeah. and ask yourself, should your balls walk away from that?
2: Yeah. Something similar happened to my dad with a surfboard. They had to airlift him oh off of the God. beach uh, when he was young before with he his had balls? any of us. Uh, y- Yes, with his balls. Wow. Wow. <laughs>
0: Your dad is like Forrest Gump, Seriously? man. I mean, like, you know, we, every now and then we hear a story of something <laughs> yeah. that, you know, oh, and by, yeah, that time I slept with Janice yeah, Joplin.
4: <laughs>
3: It's yeah, my Reddit.
0: dad went into space too. Oh he built his own rocket.
2: Hey, and listen, speaking of my dad, uh, NBC Ten uh, is doing a whole feature on uh, the story that we talked about, uh, where we found out that my grandfather had had another child that nobody knew about. My dad has this brother. Uh, so Tuesday night at eleven o'clock, oh, Jim. Awesome. Yeah, Jim Rosenfield actually came off of the anchor desk to do the story with my <laughs> wow. dad. Wow. Yeah.
0: Please remind us because we want to watch
3: it. Yeah.
2: Well, Jim's going to stop by on Tuesday.
0: And then we got to have your dad on to talk about some of this stuff or something. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, a man who tried to steal... Listen, follow this story. A man who tried to steal goats from a farmer in Stafford County, Virginia, pretended to be intoxicated and gave deputies a false name. The farmer told deputies his wife had gone to check on their goats Friday night and saw that they were let out of their pen. She suspected there was someone hiding in their field. Her husband then found the suspect, 19-year-old Cole Schrock, and held him at gunpoint until deputies arrived. Now, when deputies got there, the farmer told him that he thought the suspect was intoxicated and trying to steal his goats. Deputies said, "Shrock." Was slurring his words and initially gave them a false name. My name is Barack Obama. The suspect later admitted to pretending to be intoxicated, which deputies ah. confirmed with a breath test. Wow. Wow, he actually passed. Uh, deputies found three goats tied up next to the suspect's <laughs> nearby pickup truck. At one point, the farmer realized the suspect had recently bought a few goats from him. He said he hadn't recognized Schrock at first because of the hood covering his face arrest has been arrested and charged with larceny of animals. So he felt the right thing to do at the time is to pretend, pretend to was be wasted. Goat thief. And be someone else. And he's actually a goat thief. All right, one last thing. I got this from a police blotter. So right. they, they list the, you know, small sure. towns will list the, the various infractions right. and encounters that police have over the course of a week. So here's two stories from whatever town this is. Uh, two separate reports of shots fired were determined to be false. The first incident occurred at Skyline Chili. A man called police at approximately 4.30 p.m. stating four people in a white sedan in the parking lot had rolled down a window and shot at him. An investigation ensued, and police later determined the man was suffering from some type of psychotic episode. At Skyline Chili. So that was episode one. The, another shots fired called in approximately 10.30 p.m., this time from a woman. She told dispatcher she had been shot in the shoulder. When police arrived, they determined the woman had not been shot, but stung or bitten by some type of insect. Oh <laughs> shot, stung, very similar. She was uh, treated by EMS, and no charges were filed in either case. <laughs> I feel so silly. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you now. Hey, we have this movie screening uh, coming up. Of It's a new Pixar film called Onward. Uh, it stars Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. We have a screening on Monday, March 2nd. 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. And I can take five people right now. Let's make it six. Yes. And uh, we'll set you up with some tickets. 215. In fact, there are four packs of tickets. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. We'll put you on the list. Don't forget, you need to be there by 6.30. And onward, we'll hit theaters nationwide on Friday, March 6th. So let's take care of you. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. A little bit later on, Uh, Gavin O'Connor, director of the film The Way Back with uh, Ben Affleck, will be in our studio. We'll return shortly. (laughs) Not only can you
6: hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly.
12: Do you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your rewards for discounts on gas at participating Exxon stations or for free groceries.
6: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
0: Uh you know what? I have I have a couple of stories that are uh, local in nature or yeah. in our general vicinity. So they're not really connected to each other in in any other way, but I think that it might be worth uh, taking a stroll down the city beat. The city beat. Uh, uh, Scooby Scoob! We haven't it's done. It's time
3: to pound the pavement with the Noah and of all things in and around
0: town. I just it's created this voice. Yeah. yeah. I and I the like city, it. the city beater. I guess I don't know, uh, but, but he's um... beating off every day,
3: <laughs> beating off every night. City Beat.
0: City Beat. Master Beater. Uh, So, the fanatic, the Philly fanatic, our good, wonderful, beautiful, green friend from the Galapagos Islands. Yes, has had a bit of a makeover recently. Now I'm assuming we're going to be seeing him. We saw yesterday in yeah. about a week and a half. Oh, oh yeah. So oh, I mean, yeah. us physically, yeah. well, we are in. Uh, we're in Clearwater for spring training. We're headed there for live broadcasts, like we've done the past two years. I bet the farm on it. And uh, I would imagine we're going to see the new and improved fanatic. Have you guys taken a look at him yet? Yes, you have I have not. So there are pictures. Uh, there are a lot of side by sides
3: up on social media. There are uh, some adjustments. Mm-hmm. Nothing tremendous, but he seems to have some sc- sort of scale-like things that run along his arms. They're right.
5: subtle. The differences. Subtle. Yes. <laughs> he was at uh, spring training yesterday.
0: Color changes, and apparently his ass is bigger. All right. So the revamped, <laughs> uh, the revamp was unveiled before the Phils played the Pirates uh, in the home opener, and includes flightless feathers. Uh, rather than fur-covered arms, uh, stars outlining the eyes, a larger posterior, as yes. you said, Steve, a larger butt, better to crap with, and a powder-blue tail, blue socks, and red shoes, plus a set of scales under the arms. Uh, so they made a, a, a little bit of a change. It's just a, as it's just a little polish. What it, it's what it looks like to me. Casey had initially asked this morning when we when we. Had mentioned this off air, he said, "Well, do you think they're getting a little intimidated by gritty taking all of the mm. uh, all the press right now?" I have a different take on it. Okay, what's I, that?
3: I think it's um, might be a legal move. It is. Okay. Yeah.
4: Oh,
0: yeah. So it, it's uh, because the the team and the creators of the mascot have been sparring in court ahead of a June fifteenth expiration of a thirty five year old copyright agreement that the couple that created the whole right. fanatic character have. Uh, so designers Bonnie Erickson and Wade Harrison, <clears throat> by the way, who also created Miss Piggy for the Muppets. Right, so
3: they're no pikers.
0: <clears throat> yeah, say that uh, they alone made the fanatic's character and backstory when they were contracted to create the costume in 1978. And we we gave the history of this story a while back. <clears throat> that- it's, and it sort of seemed um, as, you know, initially we are like, oh, come on, come on, come on. But then it
3: sort of seemed like they have a case. It seems legit. It seems like
0: they came up with most of the idea of the character in the background. I mean, I I forgot who the owner of the Phil's was at the time. It was Bill Giles. Yeah, who wanted something done. But he gave them the most vague of ideas, and then they created uh, this around that and yeah, make, so, it, make it lovable right yeah, yeah, yeah something along those lines i guess they had phil and
5: phyllis as the mascots and they were abject failures and they came up with this guy who's uh, been an enormous success mm-hmm. and uh, i understand their argument as well because the phillies really have made a lot of money over the on the fanatic over the number of years that he's been in existence and i think these people are just uh rightfully do some of that yeah. But
2: and listen if this is part of the the whole legal battle or Really, a little bit of blue feathers are not <laughs> changing right, design—it's an
5: entirely
3: it's different there. animal, yeah. Pappy. Yeah. Yeah. There's no correlation between this and the fanatic of your Uh,
0: yeah, they, they look almost identical.
3: Why look? His laces are done in a different way. <laughs> I don't even see
0: the scales, or I well, okay, okay. there's <laughs> little flaps under his arms. You see yeah. the little scaly
3: type things. Yeah, uh,
0: but I mean, because also you're, <laughs> you you know you don't on. want to kill a beloved no mascot. What, whatever happens, they. The, They'll work it out. They have to. Yes. They, the the Fanatic cannot be anywhere else and cannot disappear, certainly. Listen, I I love Gritty. Gritty is fantastic. Yeah. But the Fanatic
3: is royalty. I read something yesterday that said uh, the Fanatic walked
5: so that Gritty could run. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I, All right. I, I believe that to be true. The, the Gritty would not exist. And Gritty's awesome as well. But Gritty would not exist if not for the Fanatic.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tom Burgoyne, who is the Fanatic's very close friend, Uh, said that he's still the same old Fanatic, just with a little more sachet in him. And maybe he doesn't have that rancid smell of sweat. Uh, He noted that the mascots' fur color, jersey, hat, and overall look have changed a little bit over the years. I would imagine, yeah, if you looked at the Fanatic in those first few years, it would look... Yeah, Yeah, chops, decidedly different.
5: The '70s, chops. Well, his nose was skinnier. Yeah, his snout was skinnier. Yeah, I mean, and when you look at him from the '70s, he looks different. Yeah, he's done collagen, clearly. Sure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's aged.
0: Why not? Botox fillers. Most, Most people are doing that. Uh, Um, Cool sculpting. But, yeah, it it would be weird if they tried to do any kind of dramatic change. But I think, Kathy, you're right. They're they're grasping at straws. If
2: if that's what it is. If this it is actually because of the legal. Do you know what invariably
3: does not work when they try any sort of humanoid mascot? Yes. They all look frightening. Yeah. They look like
5: mutated humans, and it's horrible. I don't even like the mascots, Steve, that are... Um, shaped like uh, human bodies. Like, they don't do much padding on the mascot themselves. Right, yeah. Like, right. So well,
3: you, yeah, well, you do like, like I mean, God, listen, God bless, like, you know, certain <laughs> mascots in this city. But where it, it's it looks like some sort of bizarre Greek mythological creature right. yeah. with a human body. And yeah. you, no, but, but every, I mean,
8: there is a very, very subtle art to being a good mascot. And, uh, yeah. you know, believe me, I, I was a mascot in my uh, high school. And it's hard. Like, it, you really, you have to be on all the time. You, everything's got to be... Big, right, like yes, it's, it's like you know being it's very on, theatrical, everything's theatrical. I saw a series of photos, or it might have been a video on Twitter, oh my gosh, I wish I could remember what it might have been Colgate University, but the girl goes, this is um this is me, and my very, very brief stint as mascot. Of uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, I think it was Colgate, and it was like her just kind of like standing in a corner, and then like her standing in another spot, and then literally just sitting in the bleachers by herself. And it's like, yeah, you you can't you yeah. can't do that. You You're have not to a go. spectator. Yeah, <laughs> they need
0: to, they need to have somebody like that. Uh, Casey, where they have, like, oversized cigarettes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where they're yes! just sitting in the corner, leg, leg crossed <laughs> yeah. over, and they're just yes. puffing on a smoke. And, and a cell a phone. Yeah. yeah, a big <laughs> phone a rubber
8: cell phone <laughs> that they're checking. <laughs> I love it. I was hired to be the B of uh, B101 when I was in college. Yeah? And, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> listen, man, I, I was a terrible human being in college, and... Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I woke up hungover for my first gig, and uh, and I didn't go in. And I called out. I oh, was my like,
2: God. Are you serious? I
8: you got you fired talking. from B101? I got fired. He didn't even work they,
2: there. Yeah, I,
8: I didn't even work my first gig. Oh I called God. them. I was like, oh, I can't get a car. That was my dumb excuse.
3: I'm not done <laughs> <pollinating>. <laughs>
8: Um But with that said, we need a mascot. Mascot uniforms are really, really expensive. I've I've looked into
3: it. We tried to get one done wow. that was that was uh, for the uh, Preston Scab eating. Yeah, it looked like a large pepperoni. It was, it was it horrible. Was,
8: it was terrible. But it just goes to show you that there is. I mean, it's hard to come up with a decent a mascot yes. and then b costume for. Uh, you know, mascot. you know
3: who did a great job was the kid who
0: played Delco Bear. At the, uh, yeah,
3: uh, at, the, at the camp out. Yeah, he Man. was from
0: Newman University. Uh, but uh, he just put on a generic bear costume. He he did great. He was very. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh You know. Uh, Large in his movements. Gestures yes. were gigantic, and he did exactly what he needed to do. The costume was kind of goofy, but it was for a goofy thing. Yeah, it was Doko But, but bear. if you're saying like building a costume, yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah. Well, bear I couldn't watch. even. I can't even imagine what we would come up with as a costume that would last. I mean, like the scab thing came and went, you know right. what I mean? But I, I guess there'd have to be something Gadzooks. How about Annabelle? Something Gadzooks. Annabelle the doll. <laughs> in a something that would have to do with the term Gadzooks, because that stu- yeah. has stuck with us for more than... Like Zuki, you yeah, know? for a long time. Zuki? Yeah, what? I, uh, okay. Okay, what? What if it was
8: zucchini, and he, he would be gadzucchini?
4: zucchini? <laughs> 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 <All laughs> kids love that. The zucchini, there's a giant zucchini. Gadzucchini. zucchini. Yeah. I love Gatsuchini.
3: Why is that zucchini
8: coming up to us? Mm. Gadzucchini. Just spitballing here, guys. I know, I know. <laughs> the uh, the St. Joe's Hawk gets full scholarship, right? My friend was the St. Joe's Hawk, yes. And, and full scholarship? Full scholarship, or, yeah.
5: That's, that's, I mean, that's hard. It's not easy to do. well you yeah. have to audition, because if you notice... The,
8: the they flap their wings for the entire yeah, yeah. game.
3: That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. And they have to go to class in that costume.
0: And <laughs> I, I I like that. I love the uh, the the never ending flapping of the wings. I think it's cool. But that's kind of all you do is that mascot. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to trying to yuck it up and and you know. Doing, uh, pretending and, and miming and stuff like that. There's, it's You just pretty much do this the yeah, whole time. Uh, my arms are listen, I, tired. And I understand if you go to St. Joe's, and, yeah. and the Hawk is beloved yes. at St. Joe's, but there's there's not a whole lot to that. I yep. mean, your arms are going to get tired, no question. Yep. It's physically going to be difficult. To it's do. like cheerleaders with their pom-poms when they're just kind of staying. <laughs> I know.
4: Hey. Stop it! I hate that.
0: Oh. I thought your ASMR would love it, though. No, nah, not really. But I mean, just <laughs> that's all they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll catch. That's crap. not all they do, but yeah,
5: catch what? crap for this. But uh, the the Nittany Lion for Penn State—that's a pretty lame mascot. It's just a—it's uh, it, barely a costume. It's worse than the Delco Bear. That it looks it. like the Delco Bear, oh, basically. Really? It yeah. looks, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a low rent version of the Delco Bear, and uh, he'll yeah. do he'll do ups, I think when the Lions score a touchdown. And you're talking what? about a huge university. Yeah, they,
3: exactly. could
0: do, they could do a little better.
3: No, no. Honestly, we're looking at a picture, of it, but that. They can do oh, yeah, better. Oh that's yeah.
0: terrible.
3: We can do better.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Uh, do they do? He, he does one
5: arm push ups, right? I th- maybe, and he'll do some crowd really? surfing when they do some squat thrusts, a little pilates.
3: Yeah. Uh, so he's an athletic line. <laughs> he does some crunches, Nick. I think he does a few
0: squat thrusts. He's
5: got nice abs
0: and uh, some kettlebells. <laughs> uh, here's a text that came in. If we were looking for a mascot, it just says, "I have a monkey costume." MMR rocks. Really? Ted from Frankfurt. Well, thank you, Ted. Is he offering it to us? <laughs> I don't know. He, he just, just says look, he or he's but, just no, no. He's no, he a monkey costume. <laughs> yeah. I have a monkey costume. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. You know what? Yeah. Somebody says Pierre is enough of a mascot of all, for all, WMMR. I wouldn't mind seeing a Pierre because he's he's got enough of a look about him where you could create a human-type mascot.
3: Like 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 from The Wizard of Oz. He could be our lion
0: with his mane. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So. Well, anyhow, they've given a, They've done a makeover on the fanatic, and right.
3: um,
0: I don't know what uh, I don't I know, know what, what that's going to do in
3: court if that's yeah. if that's going to offset some of the stuff. I I tend to agree with Kathy. Why um, not just to pay the pay the people? You know, to like settle it. You know, and, and, who knows?
0: They don't. Who knows? All right. Well, let's stroll down the parkway a little bit more and see what else we can find in the city <laughs> beat here. I hope I remember this for next time. <laughs> to Wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is pretty cool. Uh, some area high schools in Pennsylvania, uh, when it comes to placing graduates at elite universities of Harvard, Princeton, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, uh, are uh, making some ways. Uh, polar, po- I'm sorry, Polaris List, which is a uh, matriculation data aggregator. Of course, it is. updated their rankings and they pulled records from graduating classes at Harvard, Princeton and MIT huh. between 2015, and 2018 to determine which high schools and preparatory schools contribute the most students. So locally, Conestoga High School in Berwyn, what? Nick's alma mater. The Episcopal Academy and Newtown Square and the Haverford School in Haverford each had uh, 15 students. My dad's wow. a Haverford grad. Uh, land there, yeah. So none of us so.
5: went to Harvard, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I went you. there. <laughs> yeah, you went there twice, right? Twice, yeah. as a matter of fact.
0: Uh, so, yeah, they've uh, they've uh, made the list. And the, they have a seven-year degree? The school's That's tied up, for the most in Pennsylvania, but they ranked number 104 nationally. So it's, yeah.
5: Do you think uh private school is worth it? I have no idea. I mean, uh, Episcopal and Haverford School are both great schools, and they have a high percentage of, of graduates that go to Harvard and MIT and Princeton, as, as evidence in this study. But, man, is it a lot of money for high school. I what?
8: think yeah. it helps in preparing you for it. Yeah. Uh, so but... they call it a prep school for a reason. Okay. And so the, the courses and all that sort of stuff, if you're a good student, if you're uh, Harvard or MIT or Yale or whatever bound, um, said schools will get you i think more prepared than right. maybe some other places but i
5: mean conestoga is free by comparison you know right. and, and so i'm uh, i'm not saying this with any bias or anything like that i just don't know if it's worth the tens of it's thousands of com- dollars
3: a complete in- rip no no <laughs> i know what you're saying though there, there's some schools that are uh
0: yeah it depends it depends on the school anybody have a ballpark on tuition for some of these uh private schools oh. some of them are like colleges Episcopal's yeah. in the 30s i know that yep yeah, here we go. Haverford School, $38,800. I mean, it's high school. A year.
5: You uh, know, and it, it's a great school with a lot of opportunities at the end of your graduation. But uh, that's so much money to spend per year for a high
3: school student. <sighs> Son, you're, you're pretty stupid.
0: So I'm not going to spend $35,000 to verify what I already know. And could you imagine if your kid went and just wasted all of that Balmed money out. for you? <laughs> Man, Marissa. I could have had a car. I
12: went to (laughs) private school.
0: Yeah,
3: and look at you now. Look at
12: me now. Yeah, (laughs) she's doing great.
3: But I mean that you you were you probably had the makings. You had the uh, you know you you've always been a go getter. I'm sure you were in high school as well.
12: Yeah, it opens you up to opportunities. It's another it's another network Um, for sports. It's good, like an Episcopal or Penn Charter or uh, GA. Um, All have great interact
8: there's a saying that goes wherever you go there you are right yeah. and i think that applies to you know like i went to i went to catholic school and a lot of people think that that's private school it is not private school uh i would have probably have been the same student at strathaven that i was at uh cardinal harran i you know uh same thing goes for college right i was we just talking a couple of minutes ago about what a reject i was in college but take me out of her sinus and put me in another uh, school setting, I'm going to be the same person there that I was at her sinus. So uh, to answer your question, Nick, I think for a lot of people, especially Harvard, MIT bound people, I don't necessarily think it really, really matters where you go. Right. um, Because you're going to be that student no matter where. Hmm.
4: Where
8: I will
12: say uh, you guys think I'm kind of cool, but this chick from Monco that never finished college has never been in the alumni magazine. So what? high school. You've never been up. in the alumni magazine? I guess not. What a
5: horrific thing did you
4: do? Of
12: my high school. Mm.
5: Are you on the uh, notable alumni list, Marissa? Because I never made that for Conestoga either. No,
12: definitely not.
0: What was your high school? I always forget. Springside. Really? And that's yeah, a Springside. really, really small student body, right? Yeah. So who are some of the creeps on the list?
12: I don't know. I just wait for my mom to tell me the people.
0: Oh. <laughs> I, listen, the I'm, I'm that's a not. a crime. I'm, I don't think I'm on... The notable alumni list, either. I don't think my school has no idea I even went to it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I,
3: they just don't
5: care. In fairness, Marissa, there is no list for Springside Academy, so you're okay.
10: all right.
3: No, all not right. no list that they want you to know about.
0: Wow. Uh, don't tell Marissa. So uh, Conestoga had five students attend Harvard, three at Princeton, and seven at MIT. Huh? Damn. Of of those three schools, what do you find? Most impressive when you hear the name Harvard, huh. Princeton, MIT. I, at this point, I think Harvard's
3: gone through a whole bunch of BS lately with stuff going on. I think MIT. Then yeah, me too. Me
0: too. Yeah. Yeah. Me three. I mean, it's just the the you know the the genius that comes out of there as far yeah. as creating.
8: Didn't Matt Cord's dad go to MIT? Oh, I don't know.
5: Matt yes. Cord went to MIT, and no
2: I kidding. so did his I think nephew.
0: Okay. Also um
5: the ability to get a job if you graduate from MIT versus Harvard and Princeton not that you're going to be struggling for work in all likelihood from Harvard or Princeton but you have a trained skill you know you you're learning tech skills uh, graduating from MIT photography
4: yeah.
0: sure <laughs> do you have to be do you have to be brilliant to get into each of these schools no 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 no, no, no.
3: <laughs> in, in many cases honestly and it's it's one of the big things that they have to fight it's who you are Who's your Who are your parents? You have to be, and that I, happens quite a lot.
8: I think you have to be more brilliant to maybe get into MIT than you do to the Ivy League.
3: School. You have had to spend at least one year performing as the B one Bear. I mean, but,
2: you do have to meet their requirements. Well, that's what I was going to ask. You got to
0: meet the uh, um, the scholastic requirements, the, uh, but then you've got to get ahead of everybody. Not, else there, not even still. If you look at like the Varsity Blues scandal and so on <laughs> and so forth, a lot of
3: times they, they it's they'll they'll pad the ranks. They they play the same games. That the schools play that were participating in the yeah, bar but they're singles, not
2: going to let an average
3: yeah they might yeah, they will. It, listen, it, if that, if that I, average student is the is the uh, son or daughter of an ambassador or me, or, or somebody who has uh, carries a lot of political weight yeah they'll they'll uh, they'll bend the rules
2: well and I know that they also have like programs that anybody can go and sign up for and take like a class or some sort of. Uh, you know, maybe you're not receiving credits or, or something like that. So, technically, you can say you took a class. I'd like to do that. Or you had training at Harvard. I
0: want to go to Princeton. Yeah. Because it's close enough. Yeah. I could go do that. I could Go take, to Princeton
3: spelled with an S.
0: Yeah. So, Princeton or Harvard, <laughs> E-R-D, <laughs> uh, right? Maybe I could go, you know, take an advanced uh, scuba diving course. Why did I
2: you take? Try- t- and you say you trained at Princeton. At Princeton.
3: Why <laughs> did you take astronomy?
0: Didn't you take an astronomy course? Or, and you found out it was a ton of... Oh, my God. Math. I'm like, this is hard. This is, what? I just want to look up
3: some of the sky.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. We used to regularly get stone baked out of our minds before going to astronomy class. So
3: imagine if you're a parent paying 35 grand to send your kid to high school and they're getting stoned.
0: Oh, my parents. If, if they would have spent money on me for school, oh, my God, what a waste. What the, an absolute I waste think the have
3: only uh, – I got a, a scholarship simply because I happened to live in a town – where they were building another satellite school from the school I was going to. Wow.
0: And so they gave sort of a uh, a grant to the people who lived in this area. Uh, that was it. The Haverford School placed six at Harvard, five at Princeton, and four at MIT. Six New Jersey schools ranked among the top 100 in the country. So they actually, there's some great schools in New Jersey. The Lawrenceville School in Mercer County had 86 students to attend the three schools, ranking number four nationwide.
3: Didn't you do a survey, too, that said that the uh, that New Jersey was the smartest state in the union?
0: I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, Princeton High School followed close behind at number seven with 74 students going to those they, various they schools. Say a lot of that <laughs> intellect is developed in in learning how to crack the code of the jug handle. Uh,
4: right? Yeah,
3: it's
0: problem-solving exactly. puzzles solving at an early age oh my god we went i told you we went to collingswood yeah, yeah. last weekend and, and uh I'm, you know i have ways on uh to get where we're going and you know you can scroll and actually look at the map and see the course where it's going to take you and there were so many bizarre twists and turns and the the, the roads shoot off in four different directions you got to take the second one to the left that heads off this what way f- and i'm like Without Waze, I I would have never let my children into the state of New Jersey to drive until they were 25 years
3: old. And then nothing makes you as irate as, I I can see it. It's right there.
0: How do I get to it? Hang on. John went to MIT. John, you're on the air. Good morning.
11: Well, I went to MIT, like you just said, to go take a scuba diving class. (laughs) I went and took a volleyball clinic. And you could pay money to get a one graduate credit for phys ed. So a quick question. One graduate phys ed class from MIT.
3: Can you say then at that point you graduated MIT?
11: No, I just tell people I did graduate work at MIT. <laughs> there graduate you go. Yeah. There you go. At MIT.
0: Dude, t- John, tell me you have an MIT T-shirt somewhere or something <laughs> oh, like
11: yes, that. Oh, I, yes. I have a tie that I wear all the time. I'm I am, I'm from Council Rock South. I was the coolest teacher uh, back in Excellent. 2008. Nice. Nice. So I'm, I'm a math teacher, and I tell everybody I'm the only math teacher in the district that did graduate work at MIT. <laughs> That's brilliant. So,
3: And do people, are they amply impressed when you say that?
11: Well, they are until I, they... Push me a little bit further to find out about
3: volleyball. It was Listen, a volleyball class. you learn state-of-the-art volleyball at MIT. Don't yes. take that for granted. Yeah, exactly. I
0: exactly. love it, John. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it.
2: Yeah, a friend of mine is taking a business course at Harvard right now, okay. but it's not like I think it's like I said. I think it's just some sort of like training course yeah, or like I, seminar.
0: I went to I went to Delaware County Community College and took an investment class <laughs> just to learn. What I didn't know about right. investing, so you can do these elective classes at various. And now colleges, you I handle guess. my stock portfolio. I do. I, all t-
1: I do. T- I do. You now
0: <laughs> all that did was uh, my financial planner is the teacher of the, of the class. That's <laughs> what ended up happening. <laughs> you, you, you hired the teacher. Yeah, I'm sure that's why he was teaching <laughs> yeah. there in the first place, yeah. so he could hook some guy yeah. like me and uh-huh. it says, oh. "I don't understand this. Can I pay you to do it for me? <laughs> You're too stupid." <laughs> Syllabus is well, can you teach me cards. astronomy too? Sure.
2: <laughs> Wasted my money on the class and hired the teacher. Can you
0: like, point my telescope at Neptune? That was like 15 years ago. We're still he's still <laughs> our financial planner. It's awesome. It's the best game in the world. Uh, well, listen, we, we you know I, I was I'd mentioned New Jersey. We're gonna we're gonna saunter down the avenue. and We're gonna head across the Ben Franklin Bridge. It's still the city beat. Uh, and Nick pulled up this story that apparently. One Mr. Paul McCartney was just kind of hanging out in New Jersey over the weekend. Where was he, Nick? I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it. Is it Matuchin? Maybe. Uh,
5: It's in a a Middlesex township, and uh, he was just hanging out outside of Bakery, the Buttery Bake Shop. Shut up. It's the Buttery Bake Shop. (laughs) uh, In
3: Matuchin, you know. Buttery, buttery. Buttery, 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 (laughs) buttery.
5: And he was just taking pictures with a whole bunch of uh, fans. I love
4: the
3: the bear clothes here. (laughs) Buttery, 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 buttery. They use fondant. <laughs>
0: uh, he, he, man, the guy does not age. No, no, he's in, he's in fantastic shape. Because I
3: eat a lot of baked goods.
0: Uh, well, maybe, but no, he's he's a he's a vegan, and uh, you hey, know, look, we, this
3: cookie's just like ebony and ivory.
0: We uh, our our former company that owned the radio station, we we Steve and I were having dinner with the CEO of the company. And oh yeah, he had he had met Paul. Uh, you know, he's a very wealthy man yes. and and, uh, and can stay in the most palatial places, and, and they were, you know, they may have been in the Four Seasons or something like that, and Paul was staying at the same place, and they had run into each other and gotten a conversation and become friendly, yeah and Paul ended up doing yoga with Peter, and they uh he said paul was unbelievable kathy at the yoga poses and things that he does yeah like he's very very into physical fitness
2: i want to do yoga with him now and
0: uh and this i'll play with the bass with my (laughs) my testicles and (laughs) (laughs) and uh, there he goes and taking care of his body and all that yeah. stuff it's it's his mission. He's know? been a vegetarian, I think that vegan
3: now for years and that's yeah. been his whole deal but I mean uh he he he, he let, and he's always supposedly everyone who encounters him you you have the nicest guy. So imagine if you were in front of that
0: buttery bakery. Yeah. Matuchin, right? Is that as pronounced? Um, yeah, Matuchin or Matuchin. Matuchin or something like it's that. Matuchin? Um in the Jersey, how would you handle yourself if if you just saw him? I think I, I think I do you
3: come up behind him and pick him up.
0: Yeah,
5: I'd I'd really, I'd want to hug the guy. What the hell is this? I just want to thank him. Yeah, you know, I mean, like for everything that he's done for so many people on the planet.
0: And and maybe I
5: wouldn't want to be weird about it, but that's what I would want to do.
0: Well, because you know your 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 idea is to hey, maybe I'll I'll come over and I'll say something to this guy, and who that he's never heard. Maybe we'll hit it off. Yeah, maybe we'll become buddies. You do escape rooms too? Uh, (laughs)
4: Let's
0: do one together. But the, this is
3: when you're escaping the uh, the cavern club. But the way to to hit it off
0: with someone of that fame is not to come over and say I'm a huge fan because that's right. You've uh, you've automatically eliminated the possibility of becoming uh, having a personal connection with them. Let's just but, heading to floral and Harvey. But <laughs> then again, how do you try to?
3: You. You know, that's what you do. You just You're do the, the opposite. You're the opposite. Oh, you oh. kept Ringo back for so long.
0: <laughs> I mean, do you come over and, and pretend I, like you don't know who he is and say something? Sorry. Do you have any? you have any gum I could, you <laughs> know, bum from here <laughs> or something like that? Or I want to hold your gum.
3: <laughs> uh, I think what you do is you play it. It's, I, I don't want to bother you. I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much for years of entertainment. And that's just, can I
0: buy you something buttery? That's that's you. <laughs> that you just wanting to legitimately just pass along right. your thanks. I know this
3: means nothing to you. I know I'm a bug. I'm worse <laughs> than a bug. I'm bug. I'm the crap that comes out of the bug's ass. Say, uh, but I just want to tell you how much I love you. Maybe like, oh, I.
8: You don't know who he is. You say something like, oh, I, I heard you speaking with an English accent. I'm actually going to England next uh, week. Is there anywhere you, where he can? <laughs> That's not you bad. Been
7: Liverpool?
0: To. Yeah. That's not bad actually. Yeah. yeah.
3: Thank you, Paul.
0: I mean, I mean, I'm a
3: a (laughs) random
0: stranger now. (laughs) You liar. I
3: can't stand being lied to. Uh, Give me back my buttery bun.
0: uh, By the way, it's called Matuchin, or that's how you pronounce it. That's how you pronounce it. Matuchin. That's what (laughs) Matuchin. McCracken?
3: Yeah, that's just Phil
0: McCracken and Joe Matuchin. Yeah. Uh, that's not bad, Casey. I'm this sorry. This is Excuse Emerson me. Biggins. I'm sorry to bother you, but I heard you speaking with an English accent, and I was—I've always wanted to go to London. I'm—I'm yeah. I'm go- no, I'm going, I'm going to.
3: London. I know I'm that go- you know that I'm Paul McCartney. So why don't you cut it out? <laughs> oh, because oh let's God. face it, no one on this planet doesn't know who I am, <laughs> and I hate being lied to. <laughs> is he? I know you. You played the b one band.
5: Is he the most famous person on the planet?
3: Mm. He's got to be up there. I assume well, next to Michael Madsen. I mean the pope uh, <laughs> is probably up there. Uh, well the president. Adam, I wonder yeah. Nick to that point who uh, what they call they used to call it the Q rating. Uh, I don't know locally that's what they call it. They probably call it that as well which just identifiability. Mm-hmm. So would at this point Paul McCartney still be able to be recognized by
0: the most people on Earth. Who do you think? Or holds are there that? people in cultures that we're now really, in, really in touch with? Right. In China, you know, that have really dense the wrestler po- population. No, not China. The wrestler, China, the country, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that that have personalities we don't even know about. That that may be that may have instant recognition upon, you know, a billion people or more. I was
5: thinking like Pacquiao or Christian Ronaldo or somebody like the, along with Messi.
3: Like a or like maybe Pele was. Right. At, at certain points also because I think when you had more people following a smaller um group of media outlets, now there's just so many I don't know. I don't know. But who, who yeah. maybe Paul McCartney would certainly have to rank up in the top twenty.
4: Yeah. Right? It's yeah.
3: freaking Paul McCartney.
0: Wouldn't it be wild if he was eclipsed by, like, Ceiling Cat or something? Yeah, like Ceiling that? Cat, yeah. <laughs> Some Roomba weird... Cat. A meme.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: Or yeah. Grumpy Cat. PewDiePie. <laughs> yeah, PewDiePie. Uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, uh, well, anyway, Paul was hanging out. We don't know why, but uh, you know what? Pierre just saw him. He was telling us the story. He was in New York. That's right. He went, he went... to the... Uh... To the show, the uh, not not Jackson Brown. Uh, what was it? What did Pierre? I do? forgot. Yeah, who it was, was
3: it was uh, it was? was Talking Heads. It was David Byrne. Yeah, David Byrne. And yeah. uh, he said Paul was sitting there eating a, a bag of buttery buns.
0: Uh, well, no, he was apparently right down front and yeah. and uh, having a great time, yeah. and and Pierre was just a few rows away from him. He didn't want to bother him. The, this said that, that sort of thing where you're,
3: it, if it passes though, and you let it get away from you without yeah. at least having to say or at least wanting to say quietly. I don't want to bother you. I'm just a big fan. And yeah. Thank you for all that you've done well, cool that for in my there. life and for osteoporosis. <laughs> for osteoporosis? What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Whatever your charity is, I took a guess. Yeah. Like right,
3: Landmines well, or
0: something like that. Anyhow, these were a couple of things that I thought uh, were worth bringing up that were kind of from our, our general zone. Who uh, fought Superman? In the City Bone. I was... Uh, city Bone? Zod. Zod. <laughs> city the Bone. It's he the said, it's
3: time a City Bone." Yeah, <laughs> it's a porn report. You should do,
0: Preston. I'm really tired, man. City I'd, Bone. I'd, I'd... <laughs> <laughs> My band had a gig Saturday night, dude. I can get home and asleep till like two forty-five a.m. Do you have any idea how oh, for man. for a guy who gets up at 4 a.m. how ridiculously stupid that is to be up so, so late?
8: It's inhuman. Yeah, too. So somebody waited for your gig to be over to talk to you all night too in the parking lot.
0: Not in the parking lot, but there was a gentleman who wanted to tell me his life story as I loaded the last piece of equipment. I'm a reporter for City Ball. Can (laughs) I talk (laughs) to you? Yes. But I do want to thank Casey and uh, Marissa and her boyfriend, Matt, and who else came out? Brent Porsche couple of our former intern, very Current cool intern Ed was there, and Mike Elena came by, and we love uh, Mike Elena, yeah, it was cool. We had a, we had a really good time. And Sabrina, you said a Sub- former intern, intern, Sabrina, and and a lot of people I've never met before, JT Brewskis, they were super duper nice. That is full on, one hundred percent Delco. Yeah, there, man. It is, no buddy. question. In Delco. fact, I did a Delco shout out, and the place went crazy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah we have a lot of pride in that neck of the woods. There. Yeah, yep. yeah. It was yeah. cool, but uh, we had a good time.
3: Maybe um, Paul McCartney will end up over
0: there. Wouldn't it be weird? JT Brusky's. Yeah, if he just popped up and jumped <laughs> on stage. We do play uh, Drive My Car. He could have come on. Ah.
3: Yeah. Well, when's the, when's the next. And
0: possibly, possibly last, you're already talking comeback tour. Last you know what? We're going to talk about that next week. All right. Because uh, we have a guest that's going to come in. It's a charity event, so we'll get to that all a right, bit all later right. on. All right. Um, let's take a break and come back now. When are we having Gavin O'Connor in? He should be here in about 10 minutes. All right. Perfect. Gavin O'Connor is the director of the film The Way Back. Uh, it stars Ben Affleck. Uh, He and Ben have worked together before, the accountant. The accountant, and uh, the word is working on the accountant, too. Wow, so we can ask him about that. That's going to be in theaters March 6th, by the way. The way back will be. We'll return in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show
1: Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks
0: our next guest has been here in our studio before and uh he's back with a new project and he has helmed some pretty awesome movies and uh shows miracle being one warrior the accountant which I yes think was here uh to speak about last time uh but today it's about the way back we would like to welcome to our studio mr gavin o'connor yeah. hey. hey gavin how you doing man
14: well, thanks for having me, guys.
0: You're gonna have to get nice and close to that mic. I know you're struggling with the little voice things,
3: <laughs> not
14: a voice for radio
0: yeah. or, or for a late night you know, <laughs> romance show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for love lines would be perfect. Yeah. But, but welcome yeah. back. It's good Casey, to see you. Casey thought maybe it was because of your lingering back problems that your throat was hurting.
14: <laughs> that, that was an odd, that was odd uh, interpretation. There. Yeah. It was that not was a, odd. First. No, it was a, a first, not. it was a first. Yeah. No,
8: because they have <laughs> to kind of because uh, this you had n- the neck surgery, yes, and they had to go in through the front, and sometimes when when they do that, they have to kind of like move your vocal cords, and it has can have long lasting effects. So, I uh hence,
14: hence my voice, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> let's blame it on that, <laughs> it
3: has nothing to do with that. You just have a little bit of a cold. But uh the movie, by the way, there's a whole confluence of things going on that's pretty uh, amazing. <laughs> ben Affleck has conducted a number of interviews where he's talked about his struggles, he's been really awesome and candid and we're friends with Kevin Smith and he appeared in Jay and Silent Bob's reboot. And there's, you're just seeing a guy who's, and it mirrors the story of the way back and, or one, you know, mirrors the other in a way. Uh, and this, this synergy and what he went through had to, you know, be so critical to his performances. Explain what the way back is about and you'll see how it mirrors Ben Affleck's current
14: situation. Yeah. So the, and, 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 and we can talk about yeah. his um, recovery yeah. and alcoholism because he's been very upfront about he's it. He's been so very candid, I'm yeah. Not, we're not saying anything he hasn't discussed himself. Yeah. Uh, the movie deals with an, uh, uh, an athlete um, who, you know, played basketball years ago, was a superstar in high school, got a scholarship to Kansas and flamed out, just a washout. For and some it, reason, we'll just he, walked he, away, right? Yeah. Yeah, issues with his father right. and, and things like that. And then he j- and he started to live his life, and then there's a, which we discovered about halfway into the movie, there was a tragedy that occurred in his life, which sort of triggered his alcoholism. So he started drinking again, and his his, li- his his whole world fell apart. And he's given an opportunity to come back and coach the high school team where he played, which I know could sound cliche, but I feel like we really handled it in a very nuanced way, and it goes in directions that you would never expect and in these types of movies.
3: Ben uh, Affleck yeah, like actually uh, um, tweeted about it, and it was lavishing praise on you and your ability to get a performance and see an angle... Talk about that nuance on something like this. There is; these are two winners, I think, for most people when you're talking about the reclamation of a person, where they where they 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 can come back, they find the way back, and sports movies, which are no um, you know uh, neophyte when it comes to that as well. So you have these two things that work well because. It's a micro and a macro. Even within one game, you can ha- find your way back to victory. And in life, you can find your way back to victory. And I was reading an interview with uh, with Ben Affleck himself, and he said he felt such a recharge being a part of this and being with these younger actors and some of the actors who are playing the basketball players to see their their glee and their awestruck look at the movie
14: industry that it reignited his love of it. Were you, were you seeing that happen on set? Yeah, he, he developed a, a really strong bond with these kids. You know, what was interesting is when we started shooting, the, the, the first day of principal photography, Ben had just gotten out of rehab. Okay. So during most of prep, he was in, he was in rehab. He, was getting, uh, he would get these um, like furloughs. Right. He'd have a sober buddy who would take him out, and this way we can do all our work to prepare for the movie. And then he'd go back to rehab at night. So, the first week of shooting, I did a lot of the drinking. I, and I had this very raw, very vulnerable actor who's now confronting the issues in, in, that, that he's been dealing with all these years. And he right. was using, and I'm really proud of Ben. He was sort of like, you know, the de- all the demons that he had in his life and all the demons that the character had, as you were saying, there's sort of parallel. It's, it's life imitating art and art imitating life. Because Ben was using the stimuli from his real life, opening up the box of demons and letting them out. Vis-a-vis exactly what happened with the character. So the you know the the, the alcoholism was something that he was sure in a way um, healing in his recovery because he was confronting it in the movie as well.
3: I love this. I love that. You know, it reminds me. There's there's a character, and everyone loves Hoosiers, and and the character of Dennis Hopper is is a character that jaws his character is, just rips your heart that out person, because it's yeah. the same sort of thing. And so we we always. I think by nature, we want to see someone who's been knocked down get back up again. And to have this so parallel, and you're saying just a day's difference yeah. out of rehab, yeah. uh, that'll, that, that should make it an amazing thing to witness.
14: Yeah, it was really powerful. Yeah. And the other thing, I think Ben got rejuvenated because... You know, he was a 19 year old actor when he was in school ties. Yeah, and now he's hanging out with these all these teenage kids, early 20s, and who revere him. Who revere him? Yeah. And So he he sort of became a mentor to all these kids. And I would, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm moving cameras and relighting, he was always hanging out with the kids and talking to them and guiding them. And that's it, wild. So it was really beautiful to <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah. I want to
0: draw a parallel to uh, mm-hmm. Steve brought up Hoosiers, uh, which I think could be the greatest sports film of all time. It's my own personal opinion. Another great film you directed, at Miracle, and two things that those films have in common. Is you uh, they you took non actors and you place them in the roles of the athletes. Yeah. Hoosiers. If you look at the the credits of those those kids that played basketball, they didn't do anything but the movie Hoosiers. That was it. They were basketball players yeah. and they pulled it off wonderfully. Yeah. Miracle. You took real hockey players, yeah. which was brilliant because they were fantastic. Got them to to you know train them to be able to act properly. It's a wonderful movie. Who are the guys playing the basketball? The high school students in this are they are they actors? Are they basketball players? Are they a little bit of both, or just one or the other?
14: Yeah, they're a little bit of both. It, okay. This was actually more challenging because I needed th- there were so many there were there were so many um, layers to the story, and I needed kids who could obviously play basketball at a high school level. Yeah, yeah. So that was one thing I didn't need, you know, NBA
3: stars, NBA stars,
14: and uh, but I needed kids who can act because. There were so many scenes off the court and even on the court where they had to deliver a performance. So fortunately, so many kids play basketball mm-hmm. that uh, unlike, you know, hockey, that it wasn't that difficult, um, except the, the harder part was just getting someone who had the right talent and also for each role and also was right for the part. So it just it was a long casting process. Okay.
8: What do you think is the hardest thing to teach somebody, uh, acting or, or basketball? <laughs> <laughs>
14: Uh, uh, uh I think basketball. I
8: think it's basketball. yeah, so I just got done coaching 7th graders, but uh and there was a marked improvement between the first practice and, and the last game. But it, you know, some I think it's very very difficult to um try to mold people. I mean, just, you know, basic skills, you know what I mean? Um but I've also tried acting as well and it's that's really 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 and I'm not talking about I'm not but, but you know the thing—memorizing kid, lines.
14: Kids these days are yeah. all acting with their iPhones. You're yeah, right. You're right. So yeah, like, okay. I see these kids are so—they're so comfortable. They're performing. Of, they're always performing. They're so comfortable in front of a camera. Yeah. So I w- yeah, I wanted to ask because I was
3: reading an interview with you, and you said you you you, you make the movie before you make the movie. Like yeah. so, I'm wondering. So obviously, you have you have a a, 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 um, a broad view of how you want it to come out. How much of the movie do you discover when you're actually making the movie? Because I know some directors are like, "Here we go, bum bum bum, storyboards done," and others are sort of experimenting and finding along the way.
14: Yeah, I, I always view it as an act of discovery. So you know, the, the the prep of the movie is is getting all the um, your actors prepared, doing right. all the biography work, connecting emotional lines between all the characters, all the intention, subtext, and then getting all my department heads in line with so we're all making the same movie. Are you are you are you thinking to yourself because you you talked about this is this is a,
3: a formula has you know, been done a lot in movies. But it always when it works, it works great and nothing can uplift people like seeing this kind of turnaround. Um, but are you in your mind thinking, how can I show basketball in a different way? Yeah. How can I not repeat shots that are, you know, iconic from other films or whatever? Is that is
14: do you did you feel the weight of that? I did, yeah. and, I, and I quickly discovered that there's not a lot of <laughs> different ways, like right, yeah. artistic ways to shoot basketball, because right. I started doing them like no one's going to know what the heck is going on right how now. How would Fellini do this? Because it, you need to understand yeah. geography. It's like shooting action. Yeah. So, you know, I wanted it to feel visceral. I wanted it to feel immediate. It was a very subjective film. I shot it subjectively. But, you know, the basketball, I wanted it to feel like a high school basketball game. Right. But just the geography of it and how you cover it, you really can't get too crazy.
3: Right. Because mm-hmm. I – and also – that goes to action scenes in movies, too. A lot of times when you get too artistic in an action, you've done, they, they, we love the accountant, <clears throat> and uh, glad to hear there's a, a sequel in the works, but sometimes when they try to artsy it up, you and you can't tell what's going on, it frustrates the crap out of an audience. I, I agree. I think
14: yeah. understanding, you know, and this is just an unconscious thing. The audience has to be aware of geography, know where you are at all times. Otherwise, right. you can feel upside down, and then you then you pull the audience out of it.
5: Right, right. Gavin, I want to give a, a shout-out to uh, Brad Inglesby. He's a local guy. My, my brother actually grew up with him, and uh, he wrote Out of the Furnace, and then he wrote the screenplay for The Way Back, um, and uh, his brother's the coach at UD. My dad has known his dad for a long time, so it's, yeah. it's cool to see Brad Inglesby doing as well with this movie, with The Way Back. Um, when, um, when dealing with a screenwriter, how much, uh, just for me, if you could peel back the curtain a little bit, like when, when you go into that and you have a raw script, um, how much do you then change it? Um, how much stays and, and becomes the, the movie itself? Um, and, and, you know, the finished product versus what you've read, you know, the first time around.
14: I mean, there were some changes, but the reason we all showed up is because, you know, Brad had sent this beautiful document that I read and loved and then... You were then- sold immediately?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah,
14: I was. I really fell in love with the with the material. It just it, it sort of it just broke the chains of a lot of these kind of sport genre films. That's the way it subverted a lot of expectations, right? Which I really liked. And it was a character study, and that's really what I wanted to make as a character study. Um, you know, once you decide to do something, then it's you work with a writer. And for me, I just have to make it personal. So there were things, there were some adjustments we made along the way. And well, you're a writer yourself, so that's true. got to help in that process. I'm not as good a writer as Brad. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I, mean, I'm not, I, I promise you. So like, that's high praise. Yeah, you know, I think he's amazing. I, I love Brad. He's a he's a dear friend, and he's also wildly talented. And so, any of the changes that I wanted to make, I would ask Brad to do it because he's gonna. You know, if if he's willing to execute it, he's gonna do it better than I could. And plus, he, just respectfully, it's, he wrote it. It started with him, so I, I would never do that. As you as you start to build
3: it, and, and uh, we we love so many of your films. You know, you're you're building your your uh, resume, so to speak. And you have your people, you know. Yeah, you, you uh, clearly work well with Ben Affleck. Do you start? Uh, do projects come to mind now? You, you know, do you does uh, does this portend more Ben Affleck work down the line because he also produces and he is no slouch in the director department yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, do, you know, do, is is that the kind of relationship that that creates future prospects? Or I don't know how. Fully outworks in Hollywood.
14: If it's the right material, you know, know, Ben and I would, you know, we'd like to find something else to do together if it's the right, if it's the right piece of material and he's right for the part and I'm right for the, you know, to direct it. I do, you know, it's funny. I had had dinner last night with Inglesby, with Brad, (laughs) and, um, You know, we were talking about trying to find something else to do together, another movie to do. Because you enjoy enjoy that. I mean, when you know
3: you collaborate well with someone, it's got
14: to be the best experience. It's rare (laughs) to find someone that you just... It's an aesthetic. It's a taste thing. And Brad and I definitely live on the same side of the street with... Um, with uh, just an artfulness, of how we approach story, and also blue collarness, working class people. We, we love that.
3: World. And you, and you, in mm. interviews you've done with Ben Affleck, you can see you guys laughing and having a good yeah. time. And there's an unspoken thing that I really must serve a director and. The the director and the directed you know well
14: you know with Ben it just becomes uh, about trust and he definitely you know he trusts me so like we were doing things and I would always ask him to try so I asked him to try some cr- <laughs> <Sorry. Yeah. It's laughs> but Sorry. that's real, it's true. It's true. It's real. It's yeah. but I will try that <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah no he's a great he's a, he's a great guy I yeah. enjoy I enjoy the process of awesome. him very much it
5: was the forty year anniversary of the Miracle on Ice this yeah. weekend and yeah. uh, I just I I love the speech that Kurt Russell gives as Herb Brooks I, I tweeted it out because ESPN put it on their feed over the weekend how much much of that speech is uh, fictionalized and how much of it is Kurt Russell and how much of it is you?
14: Um, A lot of it was actually it was, was Herb. Was it yeah. really? A lot of that speech, yeah. It it's really, one of the great locker
5: yeah. room speeches in a movie of all time and you uh, would hope that it's some... Um, it, it, it really reflects reflect what Herb was saying Yeah, you to know, those the kids. Thing,
14: the thing I discovered and that movie became like Rashomon for me because the more <laughs> I started to talk to Herb and Jack O'Callaghan and Jimmy Craig and Aruzzi, I I would start asking... All these guys, the same questions, and I'd get different answers. Everyone, had a, everyone different had a different interpretation and perspective. So yeah. it became this Rashomon thing, which was liberating because it allowed me to open things up and not make it so much of this a historical document that everyone knew because people had their own perspective on it.
0: Yeah, Gavin, the the emotion in that movie, uh, I can sum up in one three second clip of Miracle, and I, and I love it. And I always have. If the movie's on, I'm like. I'm like wait wait here it is right here and it's as the the seconds are ticking down they're about to win and i forgot which player it's supposed to be but it just it's a shot of him he bangs on the boards and goes Whoa! and i'm
6: like that's it
0: that is it that is it that's all of it right there you did such a great job
14: with that film. Thank you very much. Yeah. It was a pleasure making it.
0: With uh, with the way back, is this also? You talk about a character study. Is this does this also delve into you know Big Man on Campus and life doesn't turn out the way that one had anticipated that it would with all that momentum to come back for redemption? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean,
14: Big Man, I came, you know, in high school. That, you know, we don't, the movie doesn't look back that much. It, it's, it's always moving forward because we, you know, we learned some of his backstory. But it's really about a guy who's just, this. it's a very specific event that occurs in his life that it's unimaginable what okay. he goes through. And that triggers, because he had been sober for a lot of years. Obviously, he has the disease, but he triggers the alcoholism and he starts drinking again. And then he isolates himself and cuts himself off from everybody. And then... When this opportunity arises he's faced with and having to confront his own alcoholism because if he st- if he keeps drinking the way he drinks he's never going to be able to coach
4: and
3: and, and die i mean so we, we've all been you know my 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 brother has has been sober for for a number of years and and uh casey's been very uh, open about his his deal coming back from <laughs> coming back from that when you when you hit your 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 nadir when you're absolutely at your lowest and and you know and you just hope someone intercede. Will someone intercede on this person's behalf and, and get them up and running? And then, so his Ben's character does have that person who steps forward and says, "Maybe you could do this," uh, and, and we 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 love to see that. But you know, as my brother found out, as he got the word out, um, you know about what he has been able to do and turn around, it inspires other people. I know Ben himself was saying that you know a, a a a tacit aspect of this thing this movie could be that people see anytime a movie like this comes out people sometimes mm. can find the strength to change their own life have you thought about that ripple effect that could occur with this
14: yeah and i think that's the beauty of sports i mean there's you know there's symbolism and metaphor running through the movie as yeah. well because sports i think more than anything is a demonstration of like you know, like the what's inconceivable becomes conceived. Yeah. You know, yeah. the impossible is what no one can do until someone does it. And that's demonstrated most beautifully in sports, but you can apply that to life. And I think for people that are in the depth of their alcoholism and drinking, you think it's impossible to get sober, right, it's impossible right. to find the road to recovery. And it can be done.
8: Right. And I think um, it's important <clears throat> to be able to find little victories and things like, you know, so this is a, uh, I don't necessarily think this is a basketball movie. It's just it's a movie that has basketball as a background. And they're not uh, going to win all their games, but you can find little victories along the way. Uh, It was another (laughs) thing as a coach of a basketball team who didn't win many games this season. um, I thought we had a lot of victories along the way. And, you know, one of them being nobody ever gave up, you know. So
14: the other thing that that I was definitely going for in the movie was and I don't want to give too much away, but but but. Ben's character, Jack, gets to parent again yeah. with these kids. Because when you're a high school coach, that's really being a parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's an opportunity to be a parent again. And and the other thing I think is important that we we put a, our GPS on in the movie was that it's not only what what Ben's character does, how he sort of infects these kids, but it's what the kids do to him. Right, yeah. They, they, you know, it's a symbiotic thing that's going on between the coach and the, and the kids. And they, in the end, they end up becoming a reflection of 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 the coach you know their toughness is a I reflection of what kind of you know, cuz that's how he he prepared these kids. I, I wanted to ask also
3: because your name has been attached to uh, the Green Hornet. Is that actually happening or no? That's just a rumor, huh?
14: <clears throat> no, it wasn't a rumor. It was uh, – I was never able to find a studio that wanted to do the version that I wanted to do. I, lo- I As a kid,
3: I loved the Green Hornet because yeah. to me the Green Hornet was s- sort of the way, um, you know – Batman was uh, with the Ben Affleck connection uh, is that he was more <laughs> inclined to say, "Okay, this is going to be a little dirty, but I'm going to get it done." Yeah, and that was <clears> a cool <throat> part of that character. And you, what was your and take?
14: No, well, no, there were no superpowers. Yeah, you know, which I like. I'm just, you know, I'm just so, you know, the tights and cape thing. I'm just <laughs> you're uh, done it's, with. <laughs> I, I, it's just every movie. That's why, like our movie right now. You know, we need the love because I like. I go to these small films because yeah. if these little, the smaller movies don't perform at the box office, these movies won't get made, they yeah. won't get financed. So, so. Um, but you, you you have, it is there. Like I always say, you make a good movie and people will
3: find it, you know, and get, get the, but,
14: but it's an interesting thing now. Like, you know, it's so everyone's on their couch streaming everything these days. Yeah. So how do you get people off the couch to go to a movie? Mm-hmm. Unless it's, you know, these big ten-pole films I get or I make movies or, you know, things like that. But the smaller, it's just harder to get people off the couch. Is that a conundrum you face? Because, yeah. I mean, because yeah. even I know. Like Spielberg was railing against
3: allowing movies that premiered on Netflix to be considered, you know, theatrical releases. And there's mm-hmm. this this dynamic. Do you see this as an mm-hmm. ineluctable inevitability here that you're, you know, you're just going to have to? Act- I don't think we know yet. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's
14: it's it's such a moving target right now. I mean, right. You know, we're all just everyone's discovering and figuring it out because the the TV the streaming platform has just changed the the calculus of everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you heard, Gavin. Get off your couch. Get off your butt. <laughs> yeah. March 6th. You want that, to
3: hear the audience cheer with you. Yeah. That
0: yeah. is when the film is opening. It is uh, The Way Back, and it stars Ben Affleck. And, and like Steve said, we're delighted that it uh, looks like The Accountant will maybe have a sequel. Is that, well, that, is that for sure? Well,
14: it's either going to be a sequel, or we may do it as a TV series. Ah. Ah. There's your streaming. Right. There you go. So you got
0: stuff for people on the couch and in the exactly. theater. Nice yeah. man. Uh Listen, nice to see you again. Good luck with everything. And it looks like you got a great film on your hands.
14: Uh, It's great to be here with you guys again. Thank Mm
0: -hmm. you so much. Gavin O'Connor, guys.
14: Way back. March 6th. That's when the movie's out. We are going to take a break,
0: and we'll be back in just a second. Stay with us. Here we go. Here comes
14: the MMRD. What's going on? Join Marissa Magnata Wednesday from 7 to 9 at
3: Bar League, 101 North 11th Street in Center City for a Pacifico official cardboard classic free party. Enjoy $4 Pacifico drafts and
14: register to win a Pacifico VIP Cardboard Classic experience with VIP access for four to watch the classic, an overnight stay, and lift tickets. Click
5: events at WMMR.com for complete details.
1: 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks.
0: Uh, it is Free Music Monday. Mm-hmm. I have your chance to win a digital download of Father of All. Yeah, that's Green Day, Two one five two six three 263 wmmr It's our 13th studio album, so we'll take our 13th caller and we'll give that to you. It is out now from Reprise Records, and you can hear Pierre Robert's interview with Billy Joe Armstrong on WMMR at WMMR.com uh, through the podcast because he did a awesome. little, little chat session uh, with Billy, who is just in uh, the Lancaster area, with uh, with Trey and uh, his wife Marissa Magnano. Uh Mike Dern. Yeah, and uh, no, they're just dating. Oh, they're just, just dating. dating. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. All right. Oh, uh, Billy! It's Bizarre File time, so let's do it. No.
1: WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's
4: bizarre. bizarre File.
0: Brought to you this morning by McGuff Bus Company. If you're looking to earn extra income in your retirement, McGuff Bus Company is hiring for part-time afternoon drivers with a valid New Jersey CDL. Continue to have a rewarding career with a flexible schedule to fit around your life. McGuffBus.com. A FedEx driver stopped to help a stranded driver in North Carolina only to suffer a 75-foot fall off the side of a bridge. Jesus. Yeah, it was around 2.30 a.m. on Wednesday. Driver Jeremiah Cribb pulled over on the Salisbury Bridge to help a motorist who crashed into the structure. While helping the stranded driver, Cribb spotted a tractor trailer approaching them. So out of instinct, the Good Samaritan went to jump out of the way. He said, when I realized he was going to hit the car, I just reacted on instinct. It's pitch black dark. I thought I was hopping over a median... And I started free falling. Oh my God. What he thought was a median ah. with the road on the other side was actually the edge of the bridge. He jumped off accidentally, following onto rocky terrain below. Yeah, how are you? Uh, the fire department, <laughs> 75 feet below, by the way. Jeez. Oh so the fire department uh, tweet. <laughs> We're getting like a half second of each of these sound effects. Here. <laughs> You know, sorry
3: you fell. A lot of people think that's the median, but it's actually <laughs> the edge of the bridge. Thankfully you fell onto rocky terrain. Yes. And we're gonna look out for you.
0: Uh, so if the you fi- stay there, I'm gonna call <laughs> The fire department tweeted about the incident, uh, sharing photos of the forty five minute rescue. Crib was lifted out of the sta- uh, the of the sandbed by Crane. And transferred to a local hospital after sustaining serious injuries from the fall. Hey, what? Uh, firefighter uh, Jacob Vadzjanski had rappelled down the bridge to save Crib. Fearing the worst, that he was paralyzed, but he said with a quick pinch of crib, he determined that he wasn't. He said he didn't know what happened. He had no clue where he was at. We shared a couple of personal moments. I let him know he was going to be all right, and we kept telling him that he was doing great and we'd get him out of there. He suffered three fractured ribs and a collapsed lung. Jeez. And he said, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, but he's going to make it. That's amazing. Imagine you
3: jump over the side, and for in that first nanosecond, you don't feel the ground you thought you were going to land on. It's got to be so
0: disorienting. Yeah. Uh, Chrislin T. Talbot was supposed to be babysitting six children, but when troopers pulled her over on the interstate, she was intoxicated. Her SUV smelled like weed, and three of the kids were asleep in the trunk. Oh, my God. (laughs) Talbot, who was was 18 years old, was going 97 miles an hour in a 70-mile-per-hour zone when she was pulled over. Troopers smelled the strong odor of marijuana coming from the SUV in which three kids were not wearing seatbelts. They found the other three kids asleep in the trunk while they were giving Talbot Field sobriety tests. Who hired her as a babysitter? I don't know. Police said uh, Talbot and two other adults who were 19 and 20 in the car were jointly babysitting the kids. All three sitters were arrested. Social services took the children, who were all younger than five, by the way.
11: I gave you a discount.
0: Talbot was charged with eight counts, first degree, wanton endangerment, speeding, reckless driving, DUI, and several drug and seatbelt safety charges. Wow. In the trunk. Three good Samaritans came to the rescue of a truck driver after a massive explosion on the far east side of Indianapolis. For one of those good Samaritans, it was quite a week. Wait till you hear this story. All right. Okay. Uh, she said, this is Holly McNally. She said, we see a plume of smoke, huge smoke. It looked like a warehouse was on fire. She had just driven up to the scene with her mom when they came across a turned over semi truck. McNally couldn't believe what they saw. She said, "I slowed down. I saw the actual semi on fire. And I look to the front of the semi, and I see a man on fire. Jeez. And so I'm scanning, and people are videoing and watching, but no one's going over there. So I told Mom, I'm stopping. I'm going over there. McNally got out of the car. She ran towards a truck where another man put the fire out on the driver. When they finally got the fire out on him, they realized there was another problem as they watched the fire continued spreading on the truck. She goes, we got him out, and we started to walk away, and I see this huge stream of liquid, and I could smell it. And I said, Jeff, who is a truck driver, what are you hauling? And he said, jet fuel. Oh, my God. 4,000 gallons of jet fuel spilling out of the overturned semi. McNally's shoes were now soaked with it. The fire was getting larger, and the three had to move fast. She said, we were trying to carry him down, and it's getting closer and closer, and the second explosion went off. Smoke was hitting us, and I was just praying, like God, please let us get out of here, so that I can see my baby. That baby is her three-day-old son, Connor. She had just given birth three days before, and here she is running into a burning semi-tractor trailer full of jet fuel to To save this guy. That's
3: amazing. Uh,
0: She had been there moments before coming across. uh, Or I'm sorry. Had she been there moments before coming across the crash, she said, I thought, what if that's my son? Uh, She said of seeing the driver on fire. What if that's Connor when he's 30? Would you want to be somebody who just left him there? Yeah. Luckily, the uh, three of them made it away from the fire as first responders began arriving on the scene. McNally hopes that her actions and the actions of the other two good Samaritans will inspire others to act. Uh, the 59-year-old truck driver, by the way, was badly burned. He was taken to the hospital in critical condition. But uh, She
3: needs a night off, and I know a very cheap babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: All right, in early 2017, Mr. Clifton Collins, an Irish drug dealer, had a dilemma, and that was where to hide the codes of his illicit $60 million Bitcoin fortune. It's quite a dilemma where to hide the codes. Well, listen to this. His solution was to print them on a piece of paper and stash it in the aluminum cap of a fishing rod case kept at his rented home. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Then three things happened. Police arrested Colin after finding over $4,000 worth of cannabis in his car. He was sentenced to five years in jail. The landlord of the, the house uh, had it cleared out, resulting in Colin's possessions being taken to a dump Now the codes are missing, meaning the accounts cannot be accessed. $60 million. Jesus, in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin. Workers at the dump told the Irish police force, the Guardi, they remembered seeing discarded fishing gear, and waste from the dump goes to Germany and China to be incinerated. The fishing rod case has never been found. Collins has apparently told the Guardi that he has come to terms with his loss of the fortune and considers it punishment for his own stupidity. Uh, The high court in Dublin ruled this week that Collins had uh, forfeited the accounts because they were processed from crime. Thankfully, it was just $60 million. Yeah, that's it. Isn't that wild? Wow, there you go. That's what I have in the uh, bizarre file for you now.
3: There was a whole uh, Bitcoin episode on The Simpsons last night.
0: Oh, yeah? Very amusing. Nice.
3: They, they were trying to explain it in a joking way. Yeah. And still, I don't.
0: Oh, I don't I understand don't. that stuff to save my life. All right, we're going to take a break. We're coming back in a second, and we're going to ask a question, see if you've been paying attention to the show, the lesson question, trash, and music news, along with a concert announcement in that music news report. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a second.
6: Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston & Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonAndSteve.com. Now. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
0: 93.3 WNMR. It is 10.09. It's another pleasant day that we have in the Delaware Valley going up to 61, 62 degrees. We should get out today for a little bit. Yeah. Recharge. Sure. It's, it's be out in the sun and take that break. It definitely makes a difference. So, I, And I know everybody in my neighborhood was out walking yesterday and... Uh, everywhere I went, people were getting out and getting active. So you got another day of that, and then we have a little bit of rain on the way uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Staying in the 50s so, though until we get towards Thursday, and then cooling off a little bit more. All right. So today we ask a lesson question, uh, and I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we're doing. Yeah, we're doing lesson question. We're giving away a surprise prize for you, meaning that you're going to win tickets to a great summer concert. The show has not been announced, but will be later on today with Jackson at 5 o'clock. We're not going to tell you what it is. So yeah. So you just got to kind of trust us on this. And I think you'll be happy and you'll find out later on today. And then tomorrow we'll reveal what those tickets are. And I assume, are we giving away tickets the rest of the week? Yes, once it's revealed? sir. It's All right.
4: okay.
6: Don't
0: be nervous.
6: <laughs> just trust me. It's going to be good.
0: Happens to a lot of guys, right? It happens
6: to a lot of guys.
0: Yeah, you don't know? They get to use the concerts and they don't know what they are. All right, so... uh <laughs> Dude, that Daily Rush video, the first time you did that, I just... It's okay.
6: All right. It's okay. Just relax. All
0: right. Here's the question for you. When listener Scott was experiencing vivid dreams, what food item did Gene Simmons prepare for him? <laughs> this is going to be a tough one, I think. Two one think five so. two six three w- wmmr Gene Simmons was was in Marissa's dream. First, yes, right? Yeah, right, Yep. And then, but listener Scott was experiencing yeah. a vivid dream, and Gene was apparently in that one too because uh. his voice popped up, and he was fixing something for him. Do you remember what it was? I, I think I do. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer and maybe win those mystery tickets. Good luck to you. Let's do the trash while you're calling in. The
15: trash business is a
1: gold mine. 93.3 WMMR
0: with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning it is brought to you by Patient First. Cold and flu season is here. Patient First is here to help. Urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 20 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Joe Judice the ex-husband of Real Housewife star
3: Teresa Judice, says he had no other choice but to walk away from their marriage. Joe says he finally had to put his foot down after she divorced him and started having sex with other men.
4: <laughs> oh,
6: my God.
3: Thomas Markle, yes. Thomas Markle telling TMZ that his daughter Megan and Prince Harry owe him for what they've put him through over the past two years. Markle says he understands the couple's reduced status may leave them with less resources, and that's why all he's asking for is Bermuda.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and finally, a recent release from the diary of Frank Sinatra's late wife, Barbara Marks, reveals the final words the legendary singer uttered to her as he passed away in 1988. According to the recently discovered diary entry, Barbara says as Frank was passing, she leaned in close to hear him utter the words...
0: You're kneeling on my hand. your <laughs> <laughs> <sure> Hollywood trash. <laughs> Do you have any idea what the real words were? <laughs> no, I, I, right. I,
3: I had my joke. I left
0: that article. Uh, right. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> You're kneeling on my <laughs> hand. <laughs> all right, let's see if we can find an answer to the question. Uh, When listener Scott was experiencing vivid dreams, which food item did Gene Simmons prepare for him? I'm going to go to John for the answer. Our first caller, and hey, John, you're on the air. Good morning, sir. What's
11: going on, guys? You guys are
0: on. Thanks, John. So, what did Gene Simmons make for uh, Scott in his dream?
11: I believe that was pot stickers.
0: Pot stickers. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Hang on, John. we're going to get your information, and we are going to give you a surprise pair of tickets, John. You're just going to have to wait and find out what they are. We're going to have the official announcement for the great summer concert later today. Mr. Jackson will have them at 5 p.m., so you're just going to have to trust us on this. And then tomorrow, we'll reveal to you what it was, and you'll be able to win tickets through the course of the week. All right, music news. Let's get to it. Now, Preston and Steve's Music
1: News on 93.3 WMMR.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Brought to you this morning by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salus University, offering quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Their expert audiologist will help you hear your best. For more information, visit com slash P-E-I. We're going to start with a concert announcement. Oh! yeah! Why not? We'll just dive right into this. Uh, This show is going to be Saturday, August 22nd at BB&T Pavilion. The on-sale will be this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. And MMR is happy to rock the Black Keys. And the Black Keys will be uh, performing with Gary Clark Jr. and Yola for what they're calling their Let's Rock Tour. Like I said, up, go, Nell loves them. Saturday, August 22nd at BB&T Bavilion. Like I said, the ticket on sale is this Friday at 10 a.m. That there is a good bill. Uh, via Ticketmaster.com. And then you want to listen to Jackson each afternoon this week. He'll have your chance to win tickets. Or you can head to the contest page at WMMR.com uh, to enter all winners. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, to enter and all winners this week. And this weekend are qualified for the grand prize trip to see Black uh, the Black Keys in San Diego. San Diego? That'd be pretty awesome, man. Uh, you can go to WMMR.com for the presale and complete details. So one more time, I'll hit it. Saturday, August 22nd, BB&T, William. Let's rock tour along with Gary Clark and Yola. Uh, Black Keys headlining, of course. Uh, Jackson's got them all week to give away, and then all the winners this week and over the weekend are qualified for the grand prize trip to see the Black Keys in San Diego. Uh, You can go to WMMR.com for presale and complete details. So good stuff. Uh, Let's see. We're going on to other music news stories. Metallica's James Hetfield performed live for the first time since his rehab stay at a tribute to Eddie Money. Isn't that kind of interesting? That is kind of interesting. I wouldn't expect... Him to be at a tribute for Eddie Money, but apparently he and Eddie uh, were friends. I I did not know. Annabelle didn't (laughs) tell me that. Annabelle, she didn't tell you that? No. Uh, The singer and guitarist played an acoustic rendition of Money's Baby Hold On To Me. Love that song. At the Sabin Theater in Beverly Hills. Uh, He was an unannounced, surprised guest at a star-studded tribute to Eddie Money, a benefit with proceeds going to the USC Eddie Money Cancer Research Fund. Sammy Hagar, Rick Springfield, George Thorogood were among the night's other performers. There were a few others there as well. Uh, Hetfield and Money were friends, and before playing the song, uh, he recalled how he first connected to the late singer. He said, so I got to hang out with Eddie the last probably three years of his life. I saw the cleaned-up version of Eddie. Uh, He recalled that he met for the first time uh, Eddie Money at an Oakland Raiders football game where Eddie was performing the national anthem. He said, I met him before uh, he went out there. And he kind of blew me off. And I saw through that ego and he saw through mine and we got to be friends because I think our egos matched the size of our insecurities. And apparently James has said before that he has a hard time connecting with others. He said, connecting with people has never been easy for me. I think the more that people know about me and my struggles, the easier it will be to connect with people. And I put myself out there. And if they choose to stomp on my heart or embrace it, that is up to them. So he connected to Eddie Money? I guess so. Ah. Uh, Hetfield has been largely out of the public eye since last fall when Metallica canceled an Australian tour and announced that he was returning to rehab for the first time since 2002 with the, uh, to uh, battle his addictions. Foo Fighters are teasing something on their social media accounts called DC Jam. DC Jam. And it's a reference to the Cal Jam festivals that the Foos staged in California in 2017 and 2018, suggesting that Dave Grohl and the gang could be planning similar blowouts for the nation's capital, or, or a similar blowout for the nation's capital, uh, where Dave began his career on the city's punk scene more than 30 years ago. Uh, the event is likely to be part of their 25th anniversary celebration this year, which is already set to include a string of dates retracing the band's first trek back in 1995. An upcoming documentary about uh, Van Touring, directed by Grohl, and a new studio album as well. Uh, The two Cal Jam festivals featured a number of big rock acts like Queens of the Stone Age, Iggy Pop, Garbage, Liam Gallagher, Cage Elephant, The Kills, and many more. So we'll see what that ends up meaning. Ozzy has marked the arrival of his new album, Ordinary Man, by introducing the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes tied to the release of his first solo LP in a decade. In the U.S. only, all physical copies of the album on CD, vinyl, and cassette are bundled with a unique code. Fans must enter their, their codes at OrdinaryManSweepstakes.com and redeem them for once-in-a-lifetime Ozzy prizes. And the prizes range from a trip or two to Los Angeles to have dinner with Ozzy and Sharon... To a signed guitar, a Blizzard of Oz platinum plaque, a box set, and more. Where does the gold ticket appear again? Where, where can one get it? If you buy the CD or, or vinyl or cassette, there uh, it comes with a code.
4: Come with me, come with me. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Ozzy also appeared at an in-store signing for the first time in 10 years on Friday at Amoeba Records in Hollywood. He signed approximately 600 copies of Ordinary Man for wow. fans who purchased the effort in the store on CD, LP, or picture disc vinyl. 600 signings. Sounds like he had some energy. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Papa Roach singer Jacoby Shaddix has confirmed that the band will play some special live shows to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the band's breakthrough album, Infest, later this year. He said we're going to celebrate this album for sure, 100%, definitely. And then we have some announcements around some live shows that we're going to do to celebrate the album as well. So I can't let the cat out of the bag completely, but yeah... We gotta celebrate it. It's a cult classic and a bestseller right there. Now, the band's second full-length record and first major label release, Infest, peaked at number five on the Billboard 200 chart. Has sold three million copies in the U.S. alone. It featured the band's first massive hit single and signature song, "Last Resort." And one last story: Fall Out Boy frontman Patrick Stump makes fun of his own band and pop music in general on a track called "New Music Sucks." From the new comedy album by Brian Possein, "Grandpa Metal." Uh, in the news, in the song, which also features Fallout Boy guitarist Joe Thorman or Throman and Death Clock mastermind Brendan Small, Stump calls out, out a list of acts, inclu- including his own. He sings Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Drake, and even Macklemore, One Direction, and mother effing Fallout Boy. Uh, Grandpa Metal also features guest appearances from members of Slipknot, Soundgarden, Anthrax, Slayer, and more. Is Macklemore a thing still? Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, He is. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just saw him do one of those um, tiny desk concerts, um, and he's great. All right, and one last thing. This was just handed to this me. This is weird, though, Press. Uh, a Neil Peart tribute concert has been scheduled for May 16th in Peart's hometown of St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, at the Meridian Center. Um, what what part's weird about the it? The
8: last part that's highlighted. It, it says, stars Macklemore.
0: A lineup for the show has yet to be announced, but tickets go on sale to the general public uh, f- this Friday. Uh, complete details can be found at Ticketmaster.com. You mean because tickets are going on sale before announcing who it is? Yeah. Yeah. They're probably assembling a whole bunch of drummers. Which, you know? Would
8: you? um <clears throat> All right, tickets go on sale on Friday. Mm-hmm. If they don't have a, a lineup announced at 10
0: a.m., would you buy tickets? Yeah, I mean, if it, if it were, if the the date and, and place worked out for me, yeah, yeah, absolutely, okay, yeah, because I would I would count on it being at least worthwhile seeing. It would be an insult if they didn't get people who are able to yeah. play at a level that would be a tribute to him. Yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, you can go to Ticketmaster.com if you want to head up to St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. Uh, Who does it? That. uh, Yeah, exactly. All right, and then I didn't do this? No. I forgot. You made all the announcements. I forgot to give away tickets to the Blackies. I <laughs> 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 made the announcement, and I didn't give away tickets. <laughs> it's worth the wait. <laughs> we forgot to practice. Uh, <laughs> I love that line. Caller 18, you get tickets to go see black keys with gary clark jr and yola saturday august 22nd at BB&T pavilion 215 263 WMMR tickets on, tickets on sale this friday uh at 10 a.m at ticketmaster.com and then jackson's got them all week to give away and there's, a, there's a grand prize trip uh, associated with those uh, giveaways uh, to san diego to see them so let's get you on board and as you're calling to win those tickets we'll take a break come back in a second get ready to wrap it up on the back end stay with us What's new? Glad you ask Green Day. Stergill Simpson.
10: Papa Roach. New music. More of everything
9: that rocks. On 933 WMMR.
0: And we were just talking about Papa Roach, 93.3 WMMY. The song is called Come Around 10.32. Day number one of your work week. It's a Monday morning with the President and Steve Show. Coming to an end for us, but you probably still have a nice chunk of the day left ahead. Hang in there. It's going to be nice weather-wise, 61 degrees, 62 degrees. Uh, Pretty much clouds, but still comfy and enjoyable. Uh, we'll have some rain on the way tomorrow. High of about 50. I don't know to what level that's going to be, but afternoon showers on Wednesday and 51. So uh, we're coming back down as far as the uh, the temps go, but still enjoyable. And if you want to get out this week, we're getting ready for Cardboard Classic. Listen, they're making snow. I know it's been warm here, uh, but they've been making snow up at uh, Jack Frost. They haven't missed a beat. And uh, we'll be ready for Cardboard Classic on the 6th. And there are some more Cardboard Classic pre-parties. With Pacifico coming up, um, you can come by to these events and get registered for uh, a VIP Cardboard Classic Experience, courtesy of Pacifico, which includes overnight stay, lift tickets, and VIP access for you and three friends to watch the Cardboard Awesome. Classic. The next one will be at Bar Lay. Remember, we had those guys by here. Very good. A Vietnamese, oh. right? Yeah. Um, Is it Vietnamese? I don't know. Okay, but, but it was they, delicious. They, they, had, they did have some Vietnamese dishes that yeah. they brought in that day. I don't know what all they specialize in, but yes, they, um, uh, they're uh, located. They're only a sports bar in Chinatown, uh, and Marissa will be there from 7 to 9 on Wednesday, and she'll have counter Girls, uh, Jane and Carly, there. So your chance to uh, get on board. Or Jeanne, I'm sorry. Janet.
3: Janet.
0: Uh so make sure you stop by and uh see everybody and maybe you'll win that uh, very cool uh, from the makers of Swant. <laughs> Janet. Uh, and keep keep in mind cardboard classic lift tickets if you want to go and uh and do skiing and snowboarding, any snow sports at all. Uh but if you don't and you just want to see a cardboard classic, it's free. Yes. It's one hundred percent free. Come out and join us. You don't have to win tickets, you just show up.
5: Uh, so these Pacifico pre-parties, there are a bunch of them this week. Marissa has at least two. Uh, Casey has one on the weekend, and then I have two. Uh, I have one on Thursday and on Friday. So they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, and mine is at the McGurk's on Thursday night and then at uh, Timeout on Friday night. But all the information is up on com and WMMR.com. So, uh, or get in touch with me or Casey or
0: Marissa, and we'll let you know. By the way, Timeout is... Right around the corner from my house, oh, really? okay. and I'm going to try to stop by. I might, I might be tied up uh, with something else, but actually, yeah, I just had lunch here yesterday with oh, my nice. son, so I, w- I will try to come to that event and see you, Nick. It's in Skip Back. It is very yep. cool. All right, right down the street from my house. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man, how you doing? Good day. What happens at these Cardboard Classic VIP pre-parties? I don't know. I
5: haven't done one of them yet, so, okay. um, but it's, it's a knows. it's a chance to uh, join us up there and uh, get the VIP treatment. So the reason oh, okay. to go is that you can get some really cool stuff when you come up yeah. to Jack Frost uh, in, cool. what, a
0: week and a half, right? Should I think, it, yeah, and I think it's a, it's a hang yeah, and right. uh, and and possibly win. Marissa, you've done one or two, right?
12: Yeah, uh, the Calendar Girls are there. Calendar Girls are, are awesome this year. They're so sweet. And they then are. you enter to win an overnight stay.
0: Do we have calendars with us at these events? Yes, we do. Well,
6: there you go, too.
14: Annabelle loves
0: Annabelle those. wants
12: to
14: make sure everyone
6: gets
15: a calendar
12: at each one of these. There's always Pacifico specials, so if you're just looking for a hang, a happy hour, great yeah. time to come out, and uh, you get to register for the overnight stay and that VIP experience where you can watch the Carbo Classic from a cool little <laughs> VIP area. Yes, oh,
0: cool. our exclusive area, which nice. is pretty cool. Very important person. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's true. Hey, I forgot to thank Gavin O'Connor for being oh, here. Yeah, he was great. Director of the film The Way Back. His voice was way out of it. He is wow. he's got kind of cold, but uh Yeah, yeah. The strangest voice. Yeah, he's the director of that film starring Ben Affleck. It's gonna be out March sixth. He's a very nice guy. It was cool to see him. Uh did you have a good
15: weekend, man? I did. Excellent. I uh, went to see the Black Crows uh or the Brothers Robinson on Friday at yeah. the upstairs at the Fillmore at the foundry. Your review? Uh, uh it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um you had Rich on acoustic guitar, just one acoustic guitar, and Chris on vocals. Although, Chris, uh, it was packed, that little tiny place. Yeah. Packed, as you might well imagine, sold out. We had given away tickets to it. And uh,
3: Chris, on occasion, would chastise the crowd to I heard be quiet. Chuck but, was saying um, that so, it was a, that he was right, but he was a, a little caustic. Would you agree with that?
15: Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's... Uh, but, um... I'm trying to filter my words. So, yes, it, it was occasional... Dude,
8: you're at a rock concert. You're not at a library reading. Um, you know, so... It
15: depends on the vibe. You know, like, if you're going to see a band that's known in a more acoustic setting, like, I've gone to Jackson Brown numerous times, and people call out stuff, and it's annoying as hell. Yeah. Um, however... Uh, That's a more relaxed setting and and a quieter singer songwriter type vibe. The Black Crows are you know are a rowdy band. Yeah, it's Uh, crunchy. Yeah, rock and roll. It is. Yeah. And and you know, but you're hearing Jealous again, and she talks to Angels in an acoustic fashion. But um, you know, it's also a Friday night. uh, You know, and it it wasn't an easy ticket to get, and they went quickly. So uh, I understand both sides of the coin. The artist wants to be heard. you know, but no one was out of control. So mm-hmm. at, at times Mr. Robinson was
3: it perhaps, perhaps didn't warrant his response level. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I and I don't like that. I don't I think you can I think there's a way to be to get your message across. Hey, I'm so glad you guys are enthusiastic if we can as we're performing and everything, if we can just keep
0: it down because we want everyone to enjoy the show. A couple of those before you right. go ballistic. Then I was
3: I'm
15: sorry, you were gonna say something.
0: No, I was just gonna say he's he's got a long tour ahead of him, uh yeah. if this is the case because yeah. That is the way it's going to be. That is the way it's going to be. If you're if you're gonna p- p- if you're gonna fill a, a fairly decent sized venue, and I don't know, it's like 400 people, or something like that, and just play acoustic music, and they're used and there's drinking, and it's usually it's a rock and roll, you know, uh, you know, shake your money maker yep. kind of crowd, then you're gonna get that the whole tour.
15: This is a relatively brief acoustic tour, so I think it's more like a kind of an appetizer for okay. the big right. tour, but be that mm-hmm. as it may. So then Saturday, I was I was really torn because I wanted to come see Saint, nah. um, <laughs> and I really did. And then, uh, but America was playing at the Keswick Theater. The America, the the folk band with no name. Yeah, mm-hmm. speaking of more quiet acoustic Ventura kind Highway. of a thing, Ventura Highway, all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I'm going, and I'm torn back and forth. And then I'm, it's it's getting later, and then all of a sudden I go, all right, well there'll be enough. all right, I'm not going to make Preston. I'm going to go to the Keswick and see America. And so I um, – but then I'm I, – I, by the time I left my house, it was like 10 o'clock. I said, <laughs> all right. So, well, they'll play – you know, every band plays till 11. I'll see
3: South America.
4: <laughs>
15: <laughs> so I, I – I, I, and it's a bit of a haul out to the Keswick Theater. So I just merrily, you know, inanely drove out there. And I make the right onto little Keswick Avenue. And I pass the theater. It's about 10, 15, 10, 20. I'm thinking I'm going to see the last six, seven, eight songs. The theater is dark. Yeah. And I'm going, did I get the wrong night? And I, I made a left turn in this archway near the stage door, and the crew is loading out. And I, they were local. He goes, Pierre, what are you doing? I go, what time did the show end? He goes, 9.30. Oh, I go, are you kidding? I said, what time did they come on? He goes, 8 o'clock, 90-minute set, 8 o'clock. Done by nine. I could have done that and still made it back to Delco and easily. Man. We played to
0: like twelve forty five. Damn. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, uh, the America, my timing strikes again. Mm-hmm. America like, was the first rock concert I ever saw. Really? Yeah, at the Westbury Music Fair, in wow. Long Island. Yeah. Were they good? They were great. I've always loved America. That who, who was the band member who, who passed? Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah.
15: There. I uh. But on Friday, I found from the vaults of the MMR archives, MMR played them. Um. When they were first coming out, they did a show for us at Sigma Sound Studio. Wow. And I played A Horse With No Name from 1970-something or other from Sigma Sound Studio that the station apparently broadcast, with, in- including a very stony ID from the guys. <laughs> uh, and then they say, here's a new song, A Horse With No Name. You know, and so it's pretty wild. That but is cool. I was, yeah, so I, I missed you have it. One, you have one more shot to see. I, I know. And uh, do we have a, a final
0: concert date? Uh, yes, but I'm, I'm going to get to that later on. We can't we're, announce we're, it yet. It's a charity event. It's a state secret. Not a whole lot of tickets, and we're having somebody in to talk about the charity, so I'm going okay. to wait until right. Okay. But, yeah. All right. I'm yep. in suspense. Excellent. All right. Uh, shall we do the letter? I think. Here we go.
1: Preston and Steve on three three WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter.
0: All right. And the Preston and Steve shows brought to you today by the letter. S as in Saint. All right, and uh, we're going to give away on uh, Friday a three-night, three-day drive-and-stay mini-vacation for four at Smuggler's Notch in Vermont from Hyundai City. And Hyundai City's uh, President's Day savings are in their final days, so come celebrate the red, white, and blue uh, by saving a whole lot of green only at South Jersey's favorite Hyundai dealer, HyundaiCity.com. Uh, Nick had pulled up, by the way, who had passed away. It says Dan Peake from America. But that was in 2011. Wasn't there a guy that died not that long ago? But he,
15: they, were, they started as three, and one of them had left. Uh, uh, Jerry Beckley?
5: Jerry, I think Jerry he's Beckley, still Dan, there. yeah. And then Dewey Bennell. I think Jerry and
15: Dewey are still there. Okay, yeah. I think they're the essence of what is now America. Okay. They started as a threesome, though. And one of them left, and then I think passed away after he left. But the ones who were dead were not there. Uh, well, they were there. No, they were They were there to greet me as I went by the empty theater.
4: Yeah.
15: <laughs> I got stoned and I missed it. I didn't get stoned, but that's no. a song by yeah, yeah. Dr. John and Dr. Hook in the medicine show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got stoned and I missed it. I love it. It's just like, it's like the time I went to the blood drive. Uh, in the summer, and I got up to the Oaks Expo Center, and I'm walking in and going, Where is everybody? It was like go, 4:30. They, they left an hour and a half ago. <laughs> There's like one guy putting chairs away. He goes, And it was like this sad, lonely, oh, Pierre. You well, person? last year
5: we had you broadcast, which was right. a huge help. So uh, That's the way to get me yeah, there on time. Yeah. We had a broadcast.
0: Uh, we had a conversation earlier this morning about work dreams and nightmares and bad things that happen while you're working. work, and somebody texted in and asked if when Pierre has work dreams, if he actually is early. <laughs> That's the nightmare. That we showed up two hours early. Oh my well, God! <laughs> there was
15: one time. Do you guys remember the time? Um, I, I'm in the other room and I, I, I miscalculated on the good side, and um, <laughs> and I come walking in and thinking that it's this time. And you were just going into music news, and you go, yeah, "You're like yeah. an hour early." Yeah. You go, well, Pierre, sit for music news.
0: I go. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. It Did happens. I tell you what I got going on? No. What's coming? What's happening?
15: Well, uh, this will please Steve to no end. It is George Thurgood's birthday. Oh my God! And uh, we're going to celebrate I, the leather-bound I a a book room. of
0: his poetry right
15: here. It is. Well, I you've got the bound book, which is the exclusive, yeah. uh, leather-covered edition with the etched writing. Uh, yeah, Shakespeare would be proud. We've got <laughs> lonesome George to celebrate his seventieth birthday today. We got some great archive cuts. Speaking of that, we have Sublime. Uh, Eric uh, was 50 yesterday. Bradley would have been 52 on Saturday. We got Aerosmith. Brad Whitford of the band also had a birthday yesterday. So we'll have some fun with the workforce so, blocks.
0: So George Thorogood, his birthday. Steve's favorite. And you know who else's birthday is today? I don't.
4: If you like on. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: it is Rupert Holmes' birthday today. <laughs> oh, never lived this. Come on, Pierre. <laughs> Do it. Play it, to play it today. The whole song.
15: Bam Bam
5: played it for me the,
0: or the other night. Yeah. Did
15: he? Oh, that's a great. U- <laughs> like a couple weeks ago on a U Color. Do call you Brand have it
5: on U- vinyl by chance?
15: I don't thank god oh, that would be a perfect <laughs> um, cut but if, if i had it no i would absolutely play it maybe what the f maybe i'll play it anyway right. uh, find out
0: you gotta tune in to find out you tune in and find out that's right all right i'm gonna thank our sponsors preston and steve show has been brought today by acme fresh foods local flavors the official supermarket of the preston and steve show so tomorrow this is going to be cool in our studio uh, we will have actress Anya Taylor-Joy. Love her. Uh, she was the breakout star from the movie Split from M. Night Shyamalan. Oh. And she's gone on to do uh, some other great things, too. And she will be in the studio tomorrow. We haven't had a chance to talk to her or meet her, so I'm excited about she's that. She's in a great cult movie, horror movie called uh, The Witch, which is awesome. Nice. Uh, we will also have from NBC10 telling the story of Kathy's dad, <laughs> Jim Rosen, <laughs> Jim Rosenfield uh, from NBC10 is doing a feature On Kathy's dad... Finding out he had a long-lost brother he had no idea about. And th- these stories are becoming more common with 23andMe and all these. Yeah, uh, and that's sort of what, yeah. so
2: so Jim has done, uh, Jim's an anchor on NBC10 in the evening. He does the evening news. And uh, for whatever reason, he likes these DNA secrets that are being revealed and people finding things out. So uh, he had heard our podcast. Somebody sent it to him. Nice. He listened to the podcast. And so he, he's doing a story on my dad and his new brother that we found. I
0: love it. Wow. Uh, so that is tomorrow. I'm sure we'll have some other surprises for you as well. That is it. We are done radio on and have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow Game, Bye-bye.
8: The Greston and Steve Love You
9: hate
7: You live.
9: So you see, I have my own bad habits which I've been cultivating for many years and you have your bad habits and I just think frankly it's a little too much so just so we're clear it's not me, it's you sorry next message care, hair the Care. everywhere there's the Care. oh what a bush next message
8: you hold that at a half an hour to a morning commute because you've never seen a broken down truck before i'd like to just say F- you
6: For all the latest in Overwatch League action, check out the Owl's Nest with me, Robbie Landis, and my co-host, Jake Lyon. Find new episodes every Friday at CheckpointXP.com or download from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts.